0: involve 30 to 40 people in Eleanor's Cross at about 1.45am. Bedfordshire Police are urging anyone involved to come forward with information. The European Commission has called on the UK to raise taxes on higher value properties, build more houses and adjust the help to buy scheme. The Commission said council tax bans should be revalued. The recommendations come as part of wider advice aimed at helping all EU countries ensure long term growth. One and a half million pounds is to be spent on a new car Park at the Luton and Dunstable Hospital. Work is due to begin next Monday. The two-storey building should be finished by September. More from Gail Sanderson.
1: The new car park's designed to relieve pressure on residential streets around the hospital where staff and patients end up parking if they can't find a space. It'll be built on the existing hospital staff car park next to the breast screening unit on Lucy Road. Most of the work should take place during the school holidays to try and minimise disruption and the hospital will be using temporary car parks at nearby businesses and schools.
0: Tens of thousands of people have taken to the streets of cities across Spain to demand a vote on the future of the country's royal family. The demonstrations came after King Juan Carlos announced he will abdicate in favour of his son, crowned Crown Prince Felipe. A play warning children about the risks of being sexually exploited is being shown in schools across Hertfordshire. The drama called Chelsea's Choice is aimed at 12 to 15 year olds and based on the real life experiences of victims the play also tackles online grooming. In sport Luton are set to sign Welling striker Ross Lafayette according to his club and Stevenage have transfer listed striker Lucas Aikins. The 25 year old has been at the Lamech Stadium for two seasons. The weather sunny intervals but with scattered showers, which could be heavy and thundery, a maximum temperature 18 degrees Celsius, and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties.
2: BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of Beds, Hearts and Bucks. It's a town where people want to work together to make the best of what we have and to support each other. And all this week, we're featuring Stony Stratford. Got the nice high street, which is really local, so everything you need, really. It's all about where you live. It's a, a friendly place with so much going on, and it's attractive as well. The Big Tour from BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's Tuesday. Who'd have thunk we'd make it... Oh, it's only Tuesday. Nuts. Lots coming up on the show, including... Mum calls for her extremist son to be captured before he kills, or is killed. Dramatic efforts to keep Hertfordshire school kids safe online. By dramatic, we mean a play. And how a walk in the park led to a big surprise in Rickmansworth.
4: Cross beds, hearts and bucks. This worry. BBC Three Don't Counties work. Radio.
3: Cos I'm about to sprinkle a little bit of moon dust over that show. It doesn't sound so groovy. <laughs> it's
5: actually a really good show. Well, it is a, a good show. I couldn't think of any good words. <laughs>
3: we're all feeling um, a little bit um, blunt. I think we're blunt? Whoa, hey. I'm
5: feeling sharp.
3: OK. cats, blunt or shot? I went to sharp? bed
5: really early, but I still feel like I could sleep a lot longer.
3: I went to bed early, but the boys last night were... Um, they were hard work. They wouldn't go to sleep. Uh, and then when they did, they woke up, and then I had to go and get them one by one and get them in bed with me, and they took up the whole bed. And the eldest gets in bed with me, uh, and he and he's... Uh, we had a, a wee-wee race, as we often do.
5: Oh, what, in bed, or did you
6: get
3: out? No, we got out, we went and had a wee-wee race. And... Uh, the- say
6: it like that's normal. Do you mean a race... To the toilet, nope. or to see who's we last the longest.
3: Well, I, see, I would like to go for. I would prefer to play who lasts the longest. Like a marathon. Yeah,
5: but, obviously but it's a sprint. It'll be you. It's a sprint. No, if it's a sprint, Unless the kid's going it yeah. in Kid he's, wins. He's got a smaller bladder. Oh. I beat you, daddy. Oh, you little son.
3: Anyway, so I had to sing to him in bed last all all, all last night, and then I think he was asleep. And he'd go, Sing it again, daddy.
5: Oh ho, he's got you, hasn't he?
3: And then the youngest woke up and I had to get and he was coughing and I thought he was gonna be sick and I think oh, he was gonna be sick down my back. Anyway.
6: So what song was it that you sang? Dead oh. So
3: um, anyway, my youngest last night sang to me the monkeys theme. hmm Where's my where's my hang on a minute um, hang on a minute, I've, I've got audio evidence of this, hang on. It takes a while to work out what he's singing, mm. but hang on, no, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on, hang
6: on. Is he English? We're
3: the young generation
6: Hey, hey, hey
7: There you go, We're
6: And this is your eldest? <laughs>
7: it's my
3: wife He <laughs> doesn't know the phrase young generation
5: What's the tricky word? We got something. What's I
3: say? He's kind of English. It's a
5: plaintive song, isn't it, the way he sings it? But so,
3: anyway, the point is I'm feeling blunt today. Didn't
6: that just cheer
5: you up?
3: That made me miserable. It made me think my son can't speak properly.
5: <laughs> oh, he's only two. He's only two. Saying that, my two year old speaks perfectly. Oh, sorry, did I say that out loud?
3: Yeah, she probably does it in French as well. Anyway, she what she, what, what <laughs> you can't do, though, Catherine, is answer this simple riddle. Don't let her Google it, Kels, because I know you Googled it in cheated. I don't think
5: I need to Google it. I think I've thought about it. You've Googled I'd it. And only in passing. No, I haven't Googled it, I promise. You have, I
3: promise. have you Googled it? No, I haven't. I promise. Do you know the answer?
5: I think I know almost all the answer.
3: OK, the question is, we're going to play a song and then we'll do it. We haven't even got time for the first story now. The question is, how can you construct a sentence with the word and in it f- consecutively five times? Can I ask you a question? Please do.
5: Is it from, like, a grammar book? Sorry? Is it an example, a grammatical example? Well, it's a sentence. So, uh, well, I guess and, 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 and. What? Yes. So, there, is one of them in italics or something? No, no, Sorry. none of them are in italics. ah <laughs>
3: National XTC Day, guys. How are you celebrating, huh? Oh, wait, 459-455-555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call about anything including this story. A Buckinghamshire mother says she'd rather see her son in prison in Britain than dead fighting for Islamists abroad. Sally Evans from Woburn Green thought her son was studying Arabic in Egypt when she discovered he joined the terrorist group Al-Shabaab in Somalia. She called in the authorities. Uh, Catherine Boyle has been looking into this. Catherine, what do we know about her son?
5: Well, we spoke to Mrs Evans last night and she's clearly really upset by all the media attention she's received since speaking to a couple of national newspapers over the weekend. She didn't want to speak to us on air live this morning, but she told us that her son, Thomas, had been an average teenager until about the age of 16 when he left school and he split up with a long-term girlfriend. He was really upset by this and slipped into a depression and, in Sally's words, troublemaking. So at the age of 19, Thomas converted to Islam, adopting the name Abdul-Hakim and exploring the more fundamental side of the religion at a small prayer centre. Sally says at this point he tried to convince her and his younger brother to become Muslims themselves.
3: And he was still living at home then, was he? He
5: was, but that changed, although not before a false start in February 2011 when anti-terrorism police uh, reported that they blocked his attempt to fly to Kenya. A few months later, he went to Egypt, saying he was planning to study Arabic. But police later informed his mother he'd been trying to get through Egypt to get into Kenya again. In uh, January 2012 Thomas called his mother himself and um, told her that he was now in Somalia he was with Al-Shabaab and he was prepared to die for his beliefs. He told her this was a goodbye phone call and uh, said she would not see him again. She did hear from him though. In August that year he claimed he'd been shot in the leg and treated at a field hospital.
3: So what's been the reaction from uh, his mother Sally?
5: She's devastated and to say she's taken aback by all the interest from the media recently is a massive understatement as I say she didn't want to talk to us on air but she did talk to our reporter Tony Fisher and this is what she told him she said I'm obviously very concerned about my son like any mother would be. Thomas never told me he was going to Somalia but instead said he was going to Egypt to study Arabic. It was not until January 2012 that he called me from Somalia to tell me he was with al-Shabaab. I'm upset and heartbroken at his decision to leave me and his brother Michael in the interest of pursuing a warped ideology but I still love Thomas very much. Uh,
3: it was only back in April wasn't it that a national campaign was launched urging women to
5: inform on their male
3: relatives who, who they suspected might be going abroad to, to become terrorists.
5: Yeah and we covered it on this programme the regional launch was held in Luton on the 24th of April but it was happening up and down the country. The aim of this counter-terrorism campaign was to deter people from the UK travelling to Syria by encouraging women in their family, aunties, mothers, sisters to speak up uh, and reach out to other women who are concerned about young people in their families who may be planning to travel to Syria uh, to fight. Bedfordshire police say they want to increase people's confidence in them and their partners to encourage people to come forward so that they can intervene before anyone is killed. A leaflet's been designed which outlines the risks of travelling to Syria and it's being issued at ports across the country and to community groups across the six forces that make up the eastern region. Well, A
3: leaflet has been designed outlining the dangers of going to Syria
5: you the problem is that these young people think they're going to fight for freedom and they, yeah. it's the ideology of, of youth, isn't it? What's interesting Idealism, is uh, he,
3: he's going off to do all of this and uh, she says, but I still love him very much. Well, you would, wouldn't and you? And I guess it's that thing... At what po- I've often thought about this. This is kind of the what, thinking I get when I can't sleep. At what point would you... Is there any point when you would disown your children and distance yourselves from, from their children? Is, is there any behaviour your girls could do that would cause you, as a mum, to go, do you know what, I, don't want... I can't see that, I can't be a part of their lives anymore?
5: I think if, if my presence was making things worse, but I wouldn't stop loving them and I wouldn't stop hoping that they would turn it what, around. What
3: if they'd done a murder? What if they'd done a murder?
5: I'd see them through the consequences.
3: Really? Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? Because I, um, I, I think if my, one of my boys had done a murder and it's, it's more likely to be the younger of the two... Uh, I. <laughs> you reckon
5: sorry, he's I'm... two years old, and you've already pinpointed <laughs> I him. Could,
3: I could just tell. I, I don't. I don't know. You'd
5: still love them. They're not. Diff- they They made a mistake. That's what you would hold on to, wouldn't it?
3: <laughs> oh wait, double five five double five.
4: Travel news for beds, cards and bugs.
8: BBC
2: Three Counties Radio.
8: Good morning. On the A1M southbound at junction six for Wellin, one lane is closed because some roadworks there overran, but they seem to be moving the cones out of the way now. Also, got some roadworks in Wing on the Ellsbury Road. It's closed between Church Street and the Wing roundabout. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you
3: very much.
8: 6.16.
3: It's uh, Tuesday the 3rd of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A Buckinghamshire mother says she's been informing police about her son who has joined a terrorist group in Somalia. Sally Evans from Woburn Green says she's afraid 24-year-old Thomas will become a suicide bomber. Police airman stabbed in a mass brawl in Dunstable in the early hours of Saturday morning was extremely lucky. The 24 year old needed surgery, but the weapon used did not cause serious injury. And a play warning children about the risks of being sexually exploited is being shown in schools across Hertfordshire. The drama, called Chelsea's Choice, is aimed at 12 to 15 year olds.
2: BBC Three Counties Radio. World War One at home on the BBC. After we'd done all
9: our donkey work, the army saw that we had made good.
2: Revealing untold stories. The
8: members of the society would welcome an opportunity of doing something to help the patient and faithful creatures whose lives were being sacrificed in the service of our country.
2: Discovering local memories.
10: I need not say again what my predecessors and I have felt as to the immense help you gave the government by allowing us to make trials in secret
11: at Hatfield
2: World War 1 at home he asked her to come and organise rest park to be turned into a convalescent home
11: The torpedo got us in our forward magazine thereby killing everyone forward
2: World War 1 at home Every morning this week from 8:15 on BBC
7: This until I kissed you How did I exist until I kissed you Never had you on my mind Now you're there all the time Never knew what I missed Till I kissed you Uh-huh, I kissed you Since I kissed you Uh-huh My life's not the same Now that I kissed you Oh, yeah Mmm, you got a way about you Now I can't live without you Never knew what I missed Till I kissed you Uh-huh I kissed you Oh, yeah Yes, could be. Mm, you got away without you. Now I can't live without you. Never knew what I missed till I kissed you. Uh huh. I kissed you. Oh, yeah. You don't realize what you do to me. And I. A kiss could be. Mm, you got a will about you. Now I can't live without you.
3: Never knew what I missed till I kissed you. Uh-uh, I kissed you. So, all of the songs are beginning with tea today. I don't quite know why we're doing this. What was
5: well, that, then? Huh? That sounded like it was called oh, a
3: yeah. kiss-ja. Till a kiss though, right? No, it's apostrophe. Oh, Why do dear. they do that with songs? Why do they drop G's off the end of words in songs so many times? I hate saying d- d- "go I- going down, you know, g- g- and other things. Why do they do Stop that? It, then.
6: I know, because they're still adding the, the apostrophe. So you're not saving any time. Effort. You're
3: yeah. saving the tiniest, tiniest amount of ink. And now it's all computers anyway, so there's no ink involved.
5: They're swinging kids. That's why. Swinging. Yeah. Mm. Jeez, it makes me want to puke.
6: Kids with
3: a Z. Okay, thanks very much indeed. Now, listen, the internet, full of dodgy characters, isn't it? Isn't it? You don't need to tell me, I'm an old man. Uh, But your son or daughter might need to be told, and they might even be at school with them. Chances are they have access to internet through their phone or their computer, and if they're anything like we were as teenagers, they're romantic fools. Ah, which is why 12 to 15-year-olds in Hertfordshire are being warned about the dangers by a travelling theatre company. Now stay with me on this, because we all remember those plays from school. Well, maybe this one will get a message through to them. I'm joined by Sean McGrath, who's the creator and director of Chelsea's Choice. Morning, Sean. 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 We'll try and get Sean back. I don't know quite what uh, what happened there. Um, he seems to have uh, fallen off the edge of the stage as we've all done at various points in our career haven't we uh, i used to do plays in schools
5: were you invited to, or did you show <laughs> I just up?
3: used to turn up you used to turn up no i did i did the, the thing of, i was an out of work actor yeah so, so uh, you would turn up and do plays yeah. it's hard, tough crowds man uh, yeah. tough crowds i
5: can imagine because i remember being one of those kids and you'd think right We've got the afternoon off.
3: We're going to have this this. lot. We're (laughs) going to have this lot. We're getting Sean back, I think, which is... uh, We're not getting Sean back, I don't think. We are getting Sean back. Just the shaking of the head indicated a no. I've got Sean back. No, no, no.
5: We can listen to Sean being got back.
3: You're listening to BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm with the hits.
6: Voicemail.
3: (laughs) Sean, put your phone down. We're phoning you up. We want to talk to you.
5: Tell me about your time as a lion. I was Androcles and the lion. Right, you were the and I think I was the
3: lion. I don't really remember. Did you
5: have a full suit or just a mask?
3: I had a a full um, suit. I think we've got Sean online. Morning, Sean. Good morning. Sean, I don't know what happened there, but uh, we've we've got you back. Uh, You're the creator and director of Chelsea's Choice. Uh, Tell me about it. Why, Why are you doing this?
12: Uh, well, we, uh, we got first got commissioned to write the piece about three years ago by a local charity in Northampton where we're based uh, and since then the piece has toured to around 100,000 young people around the UK and it basically raises awareness of um, child sexual exploitation as well as of other things so it raises awareness of healthy relationships, safe internet use, the grooming process and where people can go for help and advice
3: uh, And what, what, this, this is based on a victim's experience, is it?
12: Yes, so there are, there's a few true stories sort of woven into the piece, um, but the main story, the, the story of Chelsea in it, is based on um, the experiences of a young girl up in Northamptonshire and, and what happened to her. We changed all the names and everything. Yes.
3: And what what yeah. kind of th- th- tips are you giving to to the young people that are watching this play?
12: Oh, well, the main thing is to actually just show them the, the process that, that Chelsea is put through. So there's a perpetrator in it called Gary who... Um, uh, who uh, very systematically grooms her uh, and its it 's about showing the the sort of uh, the manipulation that she goes through and how complex that that manipulation is to end up with her looking as if she has given consent to this thing, whereas in real fact she hasn't
3: it's t- twelve to fifteen year olds is that too late do you think to start getting this message out there
12: it can be yeah it's really difficult i mean it's such a fast message teaching to you but Bernardo's who sort of deal with this on a very, uh, you know, the main charity deal with this in the UK, they've recognised that the, the most at-risk age group is between 15 and 11 years old, and it can happen older and it can happen younger. So as a preventative piece of education, you know, trying to get kids to find out about this so they can avoid getting into that situation, but getting it in at around 11 or 12 is ideal, really. And what, what
3: can parents do in this? Are
12: there certain things they should be looking out for? Yes, um, I mean one of the things we do, we, we we try and show the place as many parents as we can as well. It's, you know, the more people understand how this thing works, the better. And what you know, what parents are looking out for is is the warning signs. So it's looking for kids going missing from home, kids going missing from school, increased uh, drug use, increased alcohol use, secretive use of mobile phones, secretive uh, online use, uh, older boyfriends, uh, associate with a whole new group of friends, change. Appearance, all that sort of thing. If they spot you know, any more than one of those signs, then they need to be speaking to someone.
3: Is that not just growing up,
12: though? I remember though, a
3: lot of things you were listening ha- ha- you know, happening to, to, not to me, but was happening to, to people yeah, when I was a teenager. I mean, that's one
12: of the problems. It's, it's the same with, with a few sort of um, issues that young people can be affected. Yes, it can look exactly like the normal signs of growing mm. up, but it's, sort of, it's when they're slightly magnified or when right. more than one of them are happening together that you need to speak to someone and just check there's nothing else sort of going on.
3: Well, Sean, uh, listen. I wish you the very best of luck with it. I, it it's an important message that n- needs to uh, be delivered, and hopefully, uh, your play, Chelsea's choice, uh, will get that message across. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Catherine, would you like to pick a song beginning with T? Pick a song, any song, as long as it's within the very limited framework of the songs we uh, have on the computer system.
5: The way it is, that one that goes dilum, doo doo that talented Jonathan could play. Oh, he was good, wasn't he? Yeah, is that is that is that beginning with a T? Well, the, the Bruce Hornsby in the range played. What was it called? The, the way it is. Is that what it's called, or is it called? Da loong da loong da loong which begins with a D. <laughs>
3: Build a sentence with the word and five consecutive times so that it makes complete grammatical sense. Now uh, Kelly Betts knows this only because she googled it. You're the lexiconographer. <laughs> Lexiconist. Is that a word? Yes, why not? You can't do it. You think you've got it?
5: I think it's a list. I think it's I think it's a list. Well
3: do a list then. Do a list and make it work.
5: Is there a Bit missing from the sentence, or is it just and 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 and?
3: You've got to have and five times in the in a row in the middle of a sentence.
5: You can't say and 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 still make sense.
3: You can't say
5: and and oh, and, forge- and, and still make sense.
4: Utter rubbish. Hey,
2: no, it works. It didn't work.
4: News for beds, cards, and
8: bugs.
2: BBC Three Counties Radio. In Borehamwood, the A1
8: southbound's already started queuing at Stirling Corner. On public transport, Southern have services delayed by up to 20 minutes between Milton Keynes and Clapham Junction. London Overground also got no trains running at the moment between Wilsdon Junction and Shepherd's Bush because of overhead wire problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three
2: Counties Radio.
4: Across beds, hearts and bugs.
2: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. A Buckinghamshire mother says she's been informing police about her son who's joined a terrorist group in Somalia. Sally Evans from Woburn Green says she's afraid 24-year-old Thomas will become a suicide bomber. Police say a man stabbed in a mass brawl in Dunstable in the early hours of Saturday morning was extremely lucky. The 24-year-old needed surgery, but the weapon used did not cause serious injury. And a play warning children about the risks of being sexually exploited is being shown in schools across Hertfordshire. The drama called Chelsea's choice is aimed at 12 to 15 year olds. 3 County Sports.
2: BBC 3 Counties Radio.
0: Luton are set to sign Welling striker Ross Lafayette, according to his club. Welling say they're disappointed at what they describe as a U-turn by the striker, who had agreed a new one-year deal. 27-year-old Lafayette scored 16 goals for Welling last season, including one against Luton on Easter Saturday. Stevenage of transfer-listed striker Lucas Aikins, the 25-year-old, has been at the Lamech Stadium for two seasons. Borough chairman Phil Wallace says Aikins wants to move despite being under contract. England midfielder Frank Lampard has confirmed he will leave Chelsea this summer, after 13 years at Stamford Bridge, Lampard has 16 offers to consider but won't make a decision until after the World Cup. Meanwhile, his England teammate Adam Lallana has told Southampton he wants to leave. Lallana has been linked with a move to Liverpool. Andy Murray's through to the quarterfinals of the French Open after beating Spain's Fernando Vadasco in straight sets. He'll play the Frenchman Gael Monfils in the last eight tomorrow.
13: I've had good results here in the past, so you know, I think uh, for me, the more experience I get on the surface, the more you as I play on it, the more I'm going to learn and hopefully get better.
0: At the Hockey World Cup in Holland, England's men beat India 2-1 with a last-minute winner. Today, England's women take on China. Zoe Shipley, who plays for Buckingham, is in the squad for the first time.
1: I'm still learning all about them. They're still trying to get to know me. Um, yes, yeah, so spending time with them is great. I mean, going away to to Bremen and then um even just going to san diego and you know in january that or february that was amazing just to actually get to meet people and you know in a, in a slightly social aspect as well as just actually on the on the pitch
0: and england's cricketers play the fifth and deciding one day international against sri lanka at edgbaston the day night match starts at two o'clock bbc three counties news and sport the next full bulletin is at seven
2: Call 08459
3: 455 555. BBC Three right Counties Radio. Catherine's joined me in my studio. We're going to be looking at oh, the Oh, your papers. studio, is it? Well, yeah. OK. Well, that's, that's yours and Kelly's, yes. and this is mine.
2: Go on. What's,
3: what's your beef? Uh
5: well...
3: Whose studio do you think it is? It
5: was mine before it was yours.
3: Yeah, that was a long, long time ago, and I think the... Um, it's not Rob's. He, bor- he rents it off me. And I think the fact that you're now sat in the middle of studio says a lot. Yeah. Yeah? yeah, yeah, yeah. Apology accepted. Uh, Steve, the milkman. Morning, Ian. Can don't you, put- you say you was a rent boy? Sorry, <laughs> you say you was a rent boy. That's a, that's a uh, well. Oh. <laughs> you're going to put Kath out of her misery, and I don't mean uh, shoot her in the head because <gasps> she's got a broken leg. I don't mean that. Wow. What I mean is you're going to tell her how to construct a sentence with the word "and" five consecutive times, uh, and for the sentence to make complete sense, aren't you?
10: I can do. Away well, you go? Are you
5: listening, right, Catherine? I- Always. Well,
10: I wanted a sign outside my house to say Stephen and Lisa. So I went to a sign writer and I said to him, can you put me a sign that says Stephen and 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 Lisa? So he did it for me, but when it came back, he put Stephen and 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 Lisa.
3: No. Yes. No. Why not? That doesn't make sense. It does make sense. But why
5: would it say Stephen and 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 Lisa anyway?
3: because he's a silly signwriter. No, you've got it wrong. <laughs> Why? Well, come on, so come I, it shall I tell you what it is? You've got, it's yeah. the, it's to do with the sign, OK? Yeah. So I own a pub. I've not told you this. Yeah, the Pig a pub. and Whistle. Own, he's, he's, he's Stephen's <laughs> been there. I own the Pig and Whistle, OK? <laughs> and recently, we had to get a new sign made for the Pig and Whistle. Why? The old one was weather-beaten.
5: OK. That happens.
3: It does. And it, but to, to be honest, it's been defaced by racists as well. Right. So, the sign writer made a new sign, pig and whistle, and he delivered it to me. And I said, no, 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 Paul. His name was Paul. You've, you've, you've got this wrong. He said, what do, you, what do you mean? I said, I've done pig and whistle. I said, no, it's, it's to do with the gaps. The gaps are wrong. He said, what do you mean? I said, I'll tell you. The gap between pig and and, and and, and whistle... They're too right. big.
5: All right, got you. Yeah, very good. Yeah,
3: look at that little smirk on your face. I've taught you some. Uh, you've got off busy learning Spanish and Portuguese, and I've taught you. I wasn't very good at Portuguese. I've taught you English, Steve. I accept your apology, mate. I do apologise. Thank you very much indeed.
5: Pleased with yourself? Aren't you?
3: I'm very, very pleased with I mean, myself. there have been
5: literally minutes of elation at uh, dinner parties over ah, that
3: little bit. The, the elation at the dinner parties is nothing <laughs> compared to the elation of watching you. And I know, I know when you're a little bit narked because you rest your chin in, the, in between your thumb and your hand. <laughs> it's
5: why um, I'm paying attention, face. Yep, yep, to something dull. Anyway, the
3: gap between pig and 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 and, 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 and whistle is it's, it's just too big.
5: I think I was right. When? Because I said I think one of them should be in italics. and None of those are in italics. Whack one of those into slanty. <laughs> None of those are in... Pig and and, and 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 whistle.
3: Well, you missed out on and. You only did four.
5: Pig and and, and and, and... In fact, I put an extra one in. No, you're not. You're
3: counting pig and whistle as well on your thumbs. Don't count... So don't count pig and whistle.
5: And and, and and, and Whistle. <laughs> Not counting the whistle. Or the pig. Or the pig.
3: What have you found? If you've got some uh, words with fun, no fun with words, then uh, call me now. Fun yeah. with words on a Tuesday. That's what yeah. we like to do here. What have you got Word in Tuesday. the papers?
5: Winnie the Pooh is named best loved children's book. Is he? No, but I never believed that. I never liked the Walt Disney ones, but I actually do love the... Have you read the actual books? Yeah,
3: we've got we've got all of them. And it's I'll tell funny. you what. No, they're not funny.
5: They are funny.
14: No, they're not.
5: I used to think he was an idiot, Winnie the Pooh. That orange one with the um, top on and no trousers. Idiot. But I like the Tigger. one... Tigger? No. Winnie the Pooh has a red jumper oh, on. And does he, I just he, don't think... He needs to cover up the top half, but the bottom half's allowed to go free. Well, I never never understood that.
3: Bears don't have privates, so everyone knows that.
5: Well, then how do you get all the bears?
3: Um, through honey jars.
5: Explains
3: the attraction. I just think he's, he's not the most popular. He's just He a, should be. Well, no, but you just
5: said he was. He is. He's not the most popular cartoon... Cartoons rubbish and Americanized. The Winnie the Pooh A.A. Mill um drill <gasps> Tigger
3: Tigger's like the hop! No! Yeah. Man. Not that one. Tigger's good.
5: AA Mill's nineteen twenty six classic Winnie the Pooh's been named the best loved children's book of the past one hundred and fifty years. Yeah, by
3: boring people who've never read a Charlie and Lola book or a uh, Snail and the Whale. Or, or Sing or a Norman, Song of Bottoms. Sing a Song of Bottoms or Norman the Slug with a silly shell.
5: Oh I haven't read that one. That's
3: before. a good one, that. Really? He's a slug, he wants to play with the snails And the snails say, jog on Norman, you're a slug You can't do, it. they're doing um, stunts So he goes and gets a donut I won't ruin it, but it's brilliant A bird eats it
5: The slugs do stunts in my garden Boo! Oh, the you fence. Can't. Oh. I don't agree with this throwing slugs I don't throw my, I my How can you even
3: put it on your hand? I'll put words in my hand Here's a question Here's a question You've been flicking slugs. Here's All a question. Sorts. Here's a question. Why are slugs slimy? They need to be. Pourquoi?
5: To slide along.
3: But where does the slime come from? Inside. But how do they generate the slime? Uh... These are serious questions I was being asked at 8 o'clock last night.
5: OK, just make stuff up then. If it's by a child, make some stuff up.
3: I just say, oh, I don't know. Go no, and, go you and... never admit that. I say, go and Google it. We'll look oh. at it on YouTube tomorrow. Ask Nina and the Neurons. That's kind of where I...
5: It's it's what they eat, probably, that they turn into slime to be able to move along. Oh, okay. They're one big foot, aren't they, a slug? I don't think they are. I think they are. I think that's the point of them. Are they not gastropods?
3: <laughs> no, that's a restaurant with uh, um, Heston Blumenthal, isn't it? <laughs> and
5: an expensive steak and kidney pudding. Oh, wait,
3: full anyway, double, four, oh.
5: Winnie the Pooh?
3: Oh, you're still doing that? I was going to play a record, go on.
5: Uh, other titles make the top ten list include Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. I think that's overly complicated and druggy, but we did read it. The Very Hungry Caterpillar... I like the pictures, but really, is there much oh, more to it no, than that? Oh, no, it's a good book. The Hobbit and the BFG. What what
3: kids are these aimed at? Bratty kids with glasses from the 1960s? John
5: Lewis kids. No oh. book published since 2000 and made the list, which was conducted by YouGov and commissioned by Rubbish. John Lewis and Bernardo's as right. part of their reading programme, Storytime.
3: Where's the Enormous Crocodile? Where's Willy Wonka? Where's Charlie and Lola? Where's the Gruffalo? Well, Where's the Gruffalo? On.
5: It's the most recent book in the top ten was The Gruffalo, written in 1999.
3: Wow. Oh, Can you imagine?
5: We grew up without the Gruffalo. It feels like we didn't, but we did.
3: I'm growing up with the Gruffalo now. Oh. Isn't this. Um...
5: I love Karen Carpenter.
3: Yeah, I saw her once. Did you? I was sat yay close to her. You
5: never told me about that. Uh, well,
3: let me tell you the story. Why
15: do birds suddenly appear? Every time you are near, just like me. They long to be close to you Why do stars fall down That you were born, the angels got together and decided to.
16: with her sorry I'm too much feeling about this girl oh, to sure. try and what? get into her song no she, thank you very much for what? that record when she, you say too much feeling yes she was one of, she still is one of my favorites you know I, you know I um I saw her once yes and she looks very pale and is, and she's just like a little wave.
3: Ah, beautiful Karen. She beautiful Karen self-detect.
16: Carpenter. If only we could have stopped it. Yes, so do I. Give her a damn good feed and tell her she looked beautiful.
3: That's that's how it works. That's how you sort that out. What do you want, Dennis?
16: The slug business. You yes. said you didn't have to touch it. Wasn't it not long ago somebody suggested to be used as a cosmetic for ladies? Slime on the face. <laughs> Was it definitely... Um, Slug slime, they were talking about. Well, it might have been snail slime, I don't know. But you get shells in it if you get snail slime, won't you? When you say slime, where did you read this? In, in, the, in the Daily Mail, which, of course, is accurate for about everything.
5: Well, I read, I read that too. They were decanting it. Let's, let's ask Catherine. Have you ever put slime on your face? No. <laughs> uh, well, actually, yeah, of course I have. All women have. Have they? Yeah. <laughs> What's it called? Um, that serum. That's what they call it. What do they call it? <laughs> Serum. Wow,
3: that's a relief.
5: <laughs> I put that on. It's better than a cream. Sometimes you put it on before your cream. Well, you're supposed to because if you've got
3: um, the leeches, thing works, doesn't it? No, not on, no, no, not it, in the face. Yeah, but if you, leeches suck out your your bad blood. And they replace it with good blood. And also, and this is true, Dennis, (laughs) this is an old one, if you've got a wound, you're supposed to um, wrap maggots in it. That's quite correct. So they they eat the wound. This is true, some hospitals in this country do it. They eat the bad stuff. Imagine a slug eating your wound. Not a slug, a maggot eating your wound.
16: No, what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with it. I've handled them regularly. I used to go and collect them for my grandfather when, when he was a fishing man. I used to From, go and collect.
3: I once, sports. I used to go fishing. I hated fishing, but I used to go to please my dad. And I was a very awkward young man. And I remember at the age of eleven. It was really awkward, and I had a tub full of maggots, okay, and we would finished. And what you do is you toss the maggots yep. into the river, don't you? Yep. But I was so awkward, I tossed the maggots into the river, and my arm went up in a perfect arc, <laughs> and they all fell on my head. And the hard kids on the other side of the bank, they must be about 14, 15, they wet themselves laughing. My dad wet himself laughing, <laughs> and I was dying inside, Dennis. Why? Because I'd tip maggots all over my head. So
16: what, they're only little worms? They're yeah, only little worms. Yes. Yeah. are only little worms. Well, it's eight of you. Could you stop your backside? <laughs> what? You heard.
5: can you squeaking, Dennis.
3: We can hear you squeaking them out. I know it's his me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> go, go, dearie me, Unbelievable. <laughs>
5: He <laughs> th- carries on talking like nothing's happening.
3: I think we got as close to the knuckle as we as we could with that conversation without um, yeah jeopardising too yeah. many careers. Yeah?
2: Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah.
4: Travel news for beds, cards and bugs.
2: BBC Three Counties Radio.
8: The M1 London bound looking heavy now between Junction Ten for Luton and Nine for Redbourne. Also the A1M southbound building up at Junction Seven for Stevenage. On public transport, Southern have delays of up to 20 minutes between Clapham Junction and Milton Keynes. Also, London Overground. We've got no trains running at the moment between Wilsden Junction and Shepherd's Bush because of overhead wire problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much.
3: 646, it's Tuesday, the 3rd of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A Buckinghamshire mother says she's been informing police about her son who's joined a terrorist group in Somalia. Sally Evans from uh, Woburn Green says she's afraid 24-year-old Thomas will become a suicide bomber. Police say a man stabbed in a mass brawl in Dunstable in the early hours of Saturday morning was extremely lucky. The 24-year-old needed surgery, but the weapon used did not cause serious injury. And a play warning children about the risks of being sexually exploited is being shown in schools across Hertfordshire. The drama, called Chelsea's Choice, is aimed at 12 to 15 year olds.
17: Beds, hearts, and bucks weather.
4: BBC Three Counties Radio.
17: Good morning. It's another rather grey and cloudy start to the day. We have one or two showers making their way across all three counties at the moment, actually. But this morning, they're fairly insignificant. They shouldn't amount to too much. Limited brightness at the moment. But we should get some fairly nice sunny spells or at least some breaks in the cloud as we head through the afternoon. But that in turn could spark off one or two potentially quite sharp showers later on today. Still going to feel quite warm, though. Maximum temperature getting up to around 19 Celsius. We've still got some showers first thing this evening. Eventually, we'll get a brief period of dry weather through the middle part of the night, but quite soon after which we're going to get some more heavy and persistent rain heading our way from the south. It's working its way up from the continent, and by dawn, we're all likely to be bathing in its glory. The minimum temperature, 11 Celsius, 52 degrees in Fahrenheit. Now, this rain is going to last through much of tomorrow. We'll get some heavier bursts in there. It's going to feel significantly cooler than it has done as well. The maximum temperature struggling up to 15, maybe 16. Celsius. Throughout tomorrow evening it should clear out of the way. It's not all doom and gloom. By Thursday we should see the return of some sunshine and it should feel that little bit warmer. That's your forecast.
2: BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of Beds, Hearts and Bucks. There's lots of
1: people around that we know. There's a really good sense of community.
2: Inviting everyone to where
11: you live.
2: We've
1: got
5: the Life's High Street, which is really local, so everything you need, really.
11: It's one of those places that has retained its character and will hopefully continue to do so for many, many years.
2: And all this week, we're featuring Stony Stratford.
10: It has character, life, Everything you could wish for. And you think you're in a village, but you're still in Milton Keynes.
2: If you've got a story everyone should hear about, let us tell them so about tell it. It's people want to work together to make the best of what we have. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Stony Stratford, this is the place to be. From BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm so, so sorry, we're laughing. Have you seen the pi-
3: Kels, have you seen the pictures of Prince the pop singer uh, the purple pervert at the uh, open tennis tournament No
6: I <laughs> when I find such things type in prince
3: i'll send you the link i'll send no, you the
5: link
6: what's he doing he look what what's what, he got on what is that look what is
3: the look prince open tennis images you'll recognize him he looks like a plum <laughs>
5: Why would you do I that? I love Prince, and I think he is indeed funky. But what is that? It looks like he's got some sort of tabard on, like he's going to do a spot of light. He cleaning. looks
3: like a, a, a top- he looks like a blind he, sensei from the future, he, doesn't he?
5: Why is he dressed like a nun? It, he's <laughs> topped it off with a cane, in case you're in any doubt that he's completely disappeared off his own ego. <laughs> he looks ridiculous.
3: Anyway, but I do weird. love him. Ah, got to love him. I think him.
5: everyone's entitled to go in the dressing up box. Yeah, of course, you. course is That new shirt?
3: He's only three foot nine. This is my favourite che- favourite new check shirt.
6: Do you have any shirts that aren't checked? No. Oh, just checking. <laughs> <laughs> Frank's in Milton Keynes. Good morning, Frank.
10: Good morning, Frank. What you got for us? Oh, the word thing. Oh yeah. Um, who can do the shortest sentence using the three twos?
3: What do you mean the three twos?
10: Well, there's T-O, T-O-O, and T-W-O.
3: My f- brain just froze. Uh, I-, I
10: can. For example... Oh. Um,
3: Are you going to give us the answer? No, I don't. There isn't an answer. Uh, Whoever can do the shortest one. Hang on not? a minute. It's,
10: a, fun. it's, it's a bit of fun. fun. It's
3: just a bit of fun. I'm just having a little bit of fun. Okay. And that never gets anyone into trouble, uh, does it?
10: An example. The, the two of us went to the seaside. My sister came too.
3: That's massive! And I would suggest that's two sentences there's no, a full stop before my sister Um yeah
10: there well, is whoever can do the short hang on
3: right I need, a, I need a pen I've got a pen right okay so hang on two two and two yeah so the two would you two like to come to town two boom
5: would you two
16: I, I just did that <clears throat> hang on I don't know the answer no I'll see, give, see I'll, you
5: two at uh, two and ten to two. yeah Mine was
3: shorter. You two, town two. <laughs> oh!
5: Kelly, you have a go. This is having fun with words. You two, two.
3: got another two. You two, two. You're missing a two.
5: You two, two, two. <laughs> Kelly
6: it is two, making two.
3: noises. Ke- Ke- Frank, have a listen. Kelly's going to have a go. This is going to be rubbish but brilliant at the same time. <laughs> Kelsey, okay, over to you.
6: You two. Two. Two now. Eh?
3: Oh, I feel sorry for her. But that's not... The start's not bad. You two two... go into town? <laughs> <laughs> Why is everyone going to town? Are you two two
5: going two two?
3: Frank, uh, Frank, can you do it? OK, here's one. Can you do it with the four twos? Well, I don't think there is four twos. Isn't there's there? two, 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 and you two. No, the spelling... It's all in the spelling. No, it's there's... Gone wrong. No, there's two... There's two... There's two... There's two, and there's you two, as in, the, as in the band, the Irish Rockers. So that's four twos. Can you do it? No. And two two? <laughs> no, he's not going to attempt it. So there's six. Can you do it with the, the eight
10: twos? No, you only have to have three twos. No, there's eight now.
3: There's two, there's two, 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 two you two, two two, and Desmond two, two. <laughs> There's eight twos. Can you do it, Frank? No, I can't. Thanks very much for calling. In a tutu. I did tutu.
5: Oh, I didn't understand that. I thought you were just saying two.
3: <laughs> very complicated. Very complicated. Stop
5: being fun, did not it?
3: Fun... No, it became more fun, didn't it?
5: I don't know. It sounded like <gasps> the sort of fun that's fun when you've had a few.
3: Yeah, I've I have. Have you not? Come on, Kath. Not man up. Enough. Not nearly enough. Don't forget t- tomorrow's a fun day. What's happening tomorrow,
6: Kells? Two, um, we are <laughs> two, two wearing all the same clothes.
3: We're wearing all the same clothes. So we're going to start with the feet. You ready to sing the song? Yes. Black shoes, shoes blue, blue jeans, pink top, green jacket. Black shoes, shoes. blue jeans, pink, pink top, pink green jacket. Black
18: shoes,
5: blue jeans, pink top, green two, jacket. Pink two, pink top, blue why would you wear black shoes and blue jeans? Don't, it, Why would you wear a green jacket with a pink top? I always
3: this wear... This sounds like
5: all manner of wrong.
3: I've always worn black shoes with blue jeans until last year when you... When I told you, you to stop it. ...trip me to, into buying some boots.
5: There's nothing
3: wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with she
5: it. Can, she can wear what she wants. We're talking about you.
3: Whoa, hey, listen, I'm a very fashion-conscious guy. I'm going to be hanging out today with Ryland and Louisa from uh, The Apprentice. Those guys know fashion, and I'm certainly going to be giving them a few tips. I think working...
5: They'll uh, enjoy your tips, I'm sure.
3: Yeah, I, 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 think, I think Ryland's rubbed off on me. Really? I think so.
5: Oh. You all right, Kelly? Give us hey. a song. Or oh, should we talk about Kirsty? Oh, uh, yeah, Kirsty. Kirsty, yes, Kirsty, Kirsty. She said some stuff and got people annoyed. I don't think you should get annoyed. Just disagree. Yeah. Why do you have to get annoyed about it? Why do you have to slam people? She comes from a place of privilege. She does, yeah. which is fair enough. It's not her fault. No. Um, she reckons that women should um, have babies before they start worrying about university and stuff, which is OK if you've got somewhere to live and an income. I guess and you're with the right person there's a lot of ifs in there I think that um, when you go to university you should mostly be going out with idiots because that's the point go out with the idiots then be an idiot yourself yeah. get it out of your system before you start taking care of anyone else
3: but then there is the argument that women are, um, put their careers first and then they they're too old to have a baby Well,
5: or, or, or you could rephrase that to you get a job so you are able to look after a child which is which surely isn't... the responsible thing to do
3: well no you shouldn't marry a rich man oh I... My mum had my sister at the age of um, 19, 20. Yeah. But
5: when did she get a job? 15? Who? Your mum.
3: I don't know. She didn't have a job then. Did she, she didn't have a job in the olden days. She didn't have a job in 1970. What are you talking about?
5: But maybe your dad's income covered the whole of the mortgage and look, she wasn't paying 50 50.
3: Look, my mum, my mum is broken Britain. Right. Right. They uh, um, got pregnant when she was 19, mm-hmm. shotgun wedding. Uh, always works out. Always works out. He would just come out of the army and then went to work at the BBC but wasn't earning much money. Council, council property. Oh, shocking. Well, that's him. all right. That's the sort of oh, people we that- should be
5: supporting. He was still working, wasn't he? Uh, yeah. Right. So, what's the problem?
3: I don't know. Why are you having a go at my parents? You've never met them. What's your beef? I'm, beef. Look-
5: I'm looking at my beef.
3: Oh, <laughs> put your beef away. I'm trying to do a show. Será This computer as well. We have to jump through all these other songs beginning with T before we can get to the travel. And we made it.
4: Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
2: BBC
8: Three Counties Radio. On the speed sensors, in Chesant, the A10 southbound, heavy going already as you head towards the M25. Then the M25 itself, anti-clockwise, slow going between junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. On the M1 London bound, looking heavy between junction 10 for Luton and 9 for Redbourne. On public transport, Southern have delays of up to 20 minutes between Clapham Junction and Milton Keynes. And also London Overground, no trains at the moment between Wilsdon Junction and Shepherd's Bush. That's because of overhead wire problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank
3: you very much, Alice. Ah. Oh,
8: wait,
3: 459 455 double five, double five. We're having fun with words. Well, you say fun other bits and pieces we'll talk more after the news with simon oxley
2: local and vocal across beds hearts and bucks
4: this is bbc three counties radio
0: It's seven o'clock, the headlines. Mother's fears after son joins terrorist group, man stabbed in Dunstable Brawl and work to start on hospital car park. BBC Three Counties Radio. A Buckinghamshire mother says she's been informing police about her son who's joined a terrorist group in Somalia. Sally Evans from Woburn Green near High Wycombe says she's heartbroken and very concerned about 24-year-old Thomas, who's a Muslim convert. More from Matt Lockwood. Mrs Evans says she's afraid Thomas will become a suicide bomber. She would rather see him in a
3: British prison than dying for his warped ideology in a foreign country. She says
14: she's heartbroken at his decision to leave her and his brother Michael. Back in April, a national campaign was launched urging women to report male relatives planning to go abroad to commit terrorism.
0: Police say a man stabbed in a mass brawl in Dunstable in the early hours of Saturday morning was extremely lucky. The 24 year old needed surgery but the weapon used did not cause serious injury. The fight involved 30 to 40 people in Eleanor's Cross at about 1.45am. Bedfordshire Police are urging anyone involved to come forward with information. The European Commission has urged Britain to raise taxes on higher value properties and consider changing the Help to Buy mortgage scheme. The recommendations come as part of wider advice aimed at helping all EU countries ensure long-term growth, a play warning children about the risks of being sexually exploited is being shown in schools across Hertfordshire. The drama called Chelsea's Choice is aimed at 12 to 15-year-olds and based on the real-life experiences of victims. The play also tackles online grooming. Grooming. Sean McGrath is the creator and director. It's about
12: showing the, the sort of uh, the manipulation that she goes through and how complex that that manipulation is to end up with her looking as if she has given consent to this thing, whereas in real fact she hasn't.
0: Tens of thousands of people have taken to the streets of cities across Spain to demand a vote on the future of the country's royal family. The demonstrations came after King Juan Carlos announced that he will abdicate in favour of his son, Crown Prince Felipe. £1.5 million pounds is to be spent on a new car park at the Luton and Unstable Hospital. Work is due to begin next Monday. The two-storey building should be finished by September. More from Gail Sanderson.
1: The new car park's designed to relieve pressure on residential streets around the hospital where staff and patients end up parking if they can't find a space. It'll be built on the existing hospital staff car park next to the breast screening unit on Lucy Road. Most of the work should take place during the school holidays to try and minimise disruption and the hospital will be using temporary car parks at nearby businesses and schools.
0: In sport, Luton are set to sign welling striker Ross Lafayette according to his club, and Stevenage of transfer-listed striker Lucas Akins. The 25-year-old has been at the Lamech Stadium for two seasons. The weather, sunny intervals but with scattered showers which could be heavy and thundery, a maximum temperature 18 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties.
2: BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks.
0: If I had a choice, I wouldn't live anywhere else. It's
11: one of those places that has retained its character and- will hopefully continue to do so for many, many years. It's all about where you live.
13: Oh, just a great buzzing place to live, really. There's so much going on.
2: And all this week, we're featuring Stony Stratford. Stony
6: Stratford, this is the place to be.
2: The Big Tour, from BBC Three Counties Radio. Well,
3: if you put it like that... Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's nearly four minutes past seven. I didn't half fancy a fried egg roll fried egg roll will go down. We have no option of getting one. Where where on earth is Justin Dealey? Why isn't Justin Dealey here today doing, you know, like a food run for me or something? Lots coming up on the show today including a mum calls for her extremist son to be captured before he kills or is killed dramatic efforts, I means a play, to keep Hertfordshire school kids safe online, that means on computers. And how a walk in the park led to a big surprise in Rickman, Rickman's Worth. 08459 oh, five, 4555 double 555 double is the phone number if you want to uh, give us a call on, uh, on that or, or anything, really. You know, we're not fussy at all.
2: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
3: This is BBC Three Counties Radio. A Buckinghamshire mother has been informing police about her son, who is a Muslim convert and has gone to Somalia to fight for the terrorist group Al-Shabaab. Sally Evans, who lives in Woburn Green, near High Wycombe, is worried her 24-year-old son, Thomas, will become a suicide bomber. Back in April, a national campaign was launched urging women to report male relatives planning to go abroad to become terrorists. Zafar Khan chairs Luton Council of Faiths and is an expert on South Asian and Muslim affairs. Morning to you, Zafar. I'm assuming you uh, welcome the approach taken by Mrs. Evans.
19: Well, I, 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 yes, uh, any mother would do that. Any parent would uh, would do that, and I uh, wish her very best. Do you
3: think any parent would do that? Because quite often the parent wants to protect the child and, and, and doesn't want them to be arrested or to be thought badly of.
19: I think, uh, look, in this case, perhaps the mother is worried uh, that the son will uh, get into some trouble and may lose his life. Uh, and I, I think, um, you know, a mother would—that's uh, a mother's instinct. Uh, parents always want to protect their children. Uh, and uh, I don't know the, uh, the 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 details of this case, but uh, I mean, uh, as a parent, I, I would be worried about my my children.
3: Is it harder, Zafar, we often hear it's harder for Muslim women to come forward about male relatives that they may have concerns about.
19: Any truth in that? I think mothers are mothers all over the world and in all communities, but it's a question of uh, structurally how empowered individuals are. Now, this particular mother may be much more articulate than perhaps most average Muslim mothers, but um, uh, I think the question is how empowered and how informed and how articulate uh, people are in order to ensure that, uh, you know, that they are able to uh, perhaps influence movements of their children.
3: We're hearing lots of these uh, um, examples of extremism coming from uh, this area of Buckinghamshire. We've had uh, Jermaine Lindsay from Aylesbury, Samantha Luthwaite from Aylesbury, Donald Stewart White, who was arrested in connection with Liquid Bomb Plots, uh, who apparently visited Thomas Evans. Should we read anything into this?
19: (laughs) I'm not sure what the background is, but I think extremism needs to be challenged and it needs to be actually identified and we as a society need to actually stand up to it. But um, uh, there may be some reasons I don't know. I don't know about that.
3: Uh, Mrs Evans' son, Thomas, is a Muslim convert. D- d- g- often when uh, people convert to a religion, Christianity or anything, later on in life, they, they seem to be um, more zealous about it, more, more, uh, um, th- th- it seems to be a more intense relationship with the religion. Should we be uh, more worried about converts?
19: Well, I mean, you know, it shouldn't be like that. Why should a person who's on a, a, a spiritual journey should uh, should take upon themselves to um, go and perhaps prepare for uh, taking another person's life? Uh, that seems quite uh, contradictory. And I think people need to uh, people who are uh, converting into Islam or uh, whatever, uh, you know, a spiritual journey need to actually be more intro. Uh, they need to look into their
3: actions. How does the message get so um, c- confused, Zafar? Because I'm I'm not one of those idiots that thinks that uh, Islam is a, is a particularly violent religion. I'm, I'm sure its basic tenet is the same as as most religions of peace and love. How does that message get so uh, confused in the head of certain people that they they become violent? I, I have
19: no idea. I have no idea. We need to actually uh, look into this. Uh, I mean, this is a uh, this is also. A d- this puts Islam and the Muslim communities in disrepute. And I think this is what worries uh, uh, an overwhelming majority of Muslims, uh, that, that uh, events or such incidents actually taint their their faith. And I think that's where uh, we need to actually uh, work.
3: Uh, Zafar, finally, what do you think about the campaign that was launched in April aiming, uh, aimed at encouraging women to inform police about male relatives planning to go abor- abroad to become terrorists? Do, do you think uh, things I like think, that are good?
19: I think it's well intentioned, but I would, I would, uh, I would actually. Um uh, I would I would focus on empowering families and communities uh, before expect any results out of such campaigns because I mean I, I think campaigns are good and it was a well intentioned and it's a positive uh, perhaps campaign, but uh, I would want to see how empowered the communities are in order to perhaps cooperate freely and cooperate uh, maybe unequivocally uh, with, with the authorities. Zaffer, appreciate your time.
3: Thank you very much. Zaffer Khan chairs Luton Council of Faiths.
2: Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: How do I wonder? How does the message get so confused? And it's not just Islam because like, oh, it's Islam is a, a violent religion. It's a bit of, no, of course think... it's not. Remember who was um, Anders Breivik? Remember Anders Breivik? Hey, he wasn't Islamic. He was a Christian, and he went and shot a load of people on an island and put some bombs in a city.
5: But what it seems to be is people looking for direction in their lives that they haven't got. I mean, by um, by Thomas Evans' mother's Sally's um, admission, he went off the rails, didn't he, and found yeah. something solid maybe, and that's how it started. But
3: you know, but you, there's. About some people
5: that turns into something positive, you know.
3: Yeah, of course. Oh, listen, spiritual journeys. Oh, you, w- hey, listen, we should all go on a spiritual In many ways, we are on a spiritual journey. We just haven't realised it yet. Uh, but it's, it's interesting how it then turns into, uh, from, you know, uh, trying to find a, a place in the cosmos and in the world to go into a foreign country and, and learning how to fire machine guns and make bombs. I he don't-
5: thinks he's doing the right thing. This is the, this is the thing, isn't it? He thinks he's doing the right thing. It's the idealism of youth and maybe a misguided youth. It's a dangerous thing.
3: Oh eight four five nine wait, double, five, five, double, five, five, five. And there will be people listening going, oh, yeah, it's Islam, isn't it, though? No, if you read it, if you read it, it's uh, it's all about killing the infidels. And, well, hang on, we're well, go and read the Bible, guys. You know, that's all about killing people. What about that young wars. lad in
5: America? He found companionship and brotherhood on a website that hates women. And that's why well, I ended up going on this. Oh, there was page. a really... What's his name?
3: Elliot something. Yeah. It was a really annoying thing in the mail on the Sunday. Thing. Sorry?
5: Rogers, is that his
3: name? Yeah, sure. With a D? There was a really mm-hmm. annoying thing uh, it, uh, on the Mail on Sunday about that. Is Hollywood to blame for this boy's uh, killing spree? And it was a really badly written article by some plum who was just regurgitating facts and then kind of the basic tenet, uh, premise at the end was, and his dad produced violent films and he sent a nasty tweet to uh, Seth Rogen. To Seth Rogen, the chubby comedian! Blaming him for, you know, for for his films. What? Hang on a second. What, no, it wasn't the fact that, it wasn't Hollywood It was the fact that he was mentally ill, Uh, it went unchecked, and America's really slack gun laws.
5: That's as crazy as saying, was it women's fault that he did what he did? That's crazy. He was a misguided and troubled young person. (whistles) What's that? It's only the new Queen of Spain. Oh, yeah, I know. She's... Yeah, she's... (whistles)
3: Hey, yay, yay. Let's hope, let's hope. Come on, uh, your Madge. Come on, Charles. Out of the way. We've got European competition. If we want to keep our position in Europe, we need a hot queen. She
5: was their version of Susanna Reid. You know, she was a television presenter.
3: She is uh, Princess Letizia. That's her name. Letizia. Letizia. Always trying to spoil my fun, aren't you?
5: Yes. 41. Especially when it's that
3: kind of fun. A former television newsreader is to become the new king of Spain after, you've got to be careful how you say this, after King Juan Carlos mm-hmm. announced he was, was that okay? Yeah. Announced he was abdicating in favour of her husband, his son, Crown Prince Philippe. Yeah, right, Spain. this is it. Uh, Elizabeth II, uh, Charles, you've got to go, guys. You've, you Off. We need, to get, we need to get Kate in. We need to get Kate in and, and up against this woman.
5: Oh, right, it's teams, is it? It's tag team,
3: tag team, <laughs> jelly glam wrestling. Off. A, a glam A what? A glam a gla- We need to. If we want to keep up with Europe, if we want to keep our place uh, in do Europe... Do you want
5: to keep up with Spain? Yeah, yeah,
3: really? we do. I
5: think, I think it's the other way round. No, they've got brilliant villas. They've got awful, terrible, half-built... Um, estates because no. no one's got any money no,
3: and it's because they, they grabbed all the land back don't, but don't worry about that, they've got villas they've got swimming pools mm. uh, we... they're not
5: full at the moment, they can't afford to
3: fill them they will be full when she, if she walks around in a bikini, <laughs> that's what they need she's the
5: poster girl for going to Spain, she's very much a modern royal in that she's not royal she's been married before as well oh, hey! she wasn't married in the church so they didn't recognise oh! that, do not worry about that
3: Oh, she's a, she's a goer then what? She, she's been Was married she... before, wasn't married in a
5: church, Gary. She's a modern woman.
3: Beautiful, beautiful. The big squeeze. Here's something for you uh, for you ladies. Oh, good. Nine in ten women. What size shoes have you got, Kelly?
6: Three.
3: <laughs> Seriously, what size shoes have you got, Kelly?
6: Three. What? I'm P- a small person. What do you expect from me to have massive clown feet? Whoa, what are you saying?
3: Was, was that like Catherine?
6: No. Minor average size. How, what
3: size are yours? Catherine's Six
6: feet are perfect for her body.
3: Okay, well, nine in ten women choose shoes that do not fit.
6: Silly. What do you mean? A Cinderella's. Smaller ha- or bigger? Well, here's, look at this.
3: This is the most eloquent first sentence ever written. Hannah Furness from, what paper is this? The Daily Telegraph. It's got a word in there I don't know. I don't even know how to pronounce it. I'm going to do it. It's full of jokes. Is it the f- love. The. the oh, Okay, the first sentence is... How would you pronounce this word? A-V-E-R. Ava. Yeah?
6: A-V-E-R.
3: A-V-E-R.
6: Is it a
5: misspelling of a verse?
3: No. As Cinderella's... This is such a good first sentence. As Cinderella's hapless sisters would Ava... Oh. Squeezing into the wrong size shoes is no easy Feet. Oh, oh, Hannah!
6: Would you like Han- to know what Ava means? I would like
3: to, yeah. It's
6: to state or assert. Oh, a Hannah! Film. This is what... Right.
3: This is what newspaper... Telegraph isn't my favourite newspaper. It is today. This is what writing should be.
5: Ah, it's from the French. The old French. Avery.
3: Well, don't, don't try and ponce yourself up and then do that um, um, chomping face. You didn't know it. Right, this is what newspapers should do. Aver. The first sentence is, has got me a word that I didn't know what it meant and it's got a joke in. Did you pick up on the joke? Yes. Feet. Yes. As Cinderella's hapless sisters would aver, squeezing into the wrong size shoes is no easy feat. Oh, Damn. Hannah. Hannah. She's great. Just tell us what aver means again.
6: It's state or assert to be the case.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, we have a new word, and I want you to call up this morning. We're having fun with words this morning. 08459 455555. And I would like you to aver a sentence with the word aver in.
5: Wow. Yeah? I don't think that's...
3: To state. I've stated. In the positive. Why not?
5: It's to assert, to agree, to yeah. affirm.
3: Okay, so wh- I want them to... I, aver- I want them to aver a sentence with Aver in.
6: I Aver uh, with what you're doing. Is she doing it better I than think, me? I hope so. Kath, is she doing it better than
5: me? Just say yes. Yes, oh. I Aver.
3: Uh, yes. I haven't
4: got a clue. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs.
2: BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1
8: London bound heavy going between Junction 10 for Luton and 9 for Redbourne. The M25 anti clockwise, slow going between junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. On the speed sensors in Mark 8, the A5 southbound, heavy going around the Luton Road. And on public transport, London Overground have no trains between Wilsdon Junction and Shepherd's Bush after overhead wire problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: I aver that that was a really good travel bulletin. Would you aver with me?
18: Yeah.
5: What? what? What did she say? Uh, I have no idea what she said.
3: I've got a joke coming up as well. You oh, ready? Oh,
5: goody. Whatever.
9: Oh.
5: <laughs> <laughs> We're just having
3: fun with words, guys. That's all. 7.17. It's Tuesday, the 3rd of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A Buckinghamshire mother says she's been informing police about her son who's joined a terrorist group in Somalia. Sally Evans from Woburn Green says she's afraid 24-year-old Thomas will become a suicide bomber. House prices rose by over 11% in the 12 months of May. That's according to figures released this morning by the Nationwide Building Society. And a play warning children about the risks of being sexually exploited is being shown in schools across Hertfordshire. The drama, called Chelsea's Choice, is aimed at 12 to 15-year-olds.
2: BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: And I really aver with that...
8: Imagine a radio station with no music. What's your favourite biscuit? Imagine a programme without conversation. Listen to me, I'm really important. Imagine an afternoon with no local stories. Hundreds of miles away, something really impressive is happening. Sounds pretty boring. Mm. Which is why we have Nick Coffer.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio, Nick Coffer, here until three o'clock.
8: Every weekday he'll bring you the music.
3: Gallagher and Lyle, I want to stay with you. Every breath you take, that's a police.
8: The conversation,
3: his dedication to local musicians has led him to starting Paper Mouth
8: and the local stories.
3: Today we're going to be looking at the work of the Bedford and Milton Keynes Waterways Trust.
8: Say no to boring afternoons and listen to Nick Coffer. Weekdays from midday here on BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: That's why we've got Nick Coffer. Call
2: 08459. I knew there was a reason. 555 555.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio. Shortest sentence with the with the three twos. We we've held back on the eight twos. The three twos. Uh, April in Luton says shortest sentence to eat two buns. Two. Boom. She's in.
5: Well done.
3: Um, pass the book to two. Two says Leslie. What on earth does that mean?
5: Maybe two's his name. <laughs>
3: Uh, Ian, that list is an, oh, the book list. Uh, well, yeah, well, Winnie the Pooh is like the best children's book ever. It's no, a good book. It's not, it's boring. It's a brilliant book. It's boring. Kids don't sit down and listen to it. It doesn't grab their attention.
5: My kids love it. We went to the 100 Acre Wood at Aldenham Country Park a R- Great of for ago. you. Yeah, okay, it's well, great. You can bring it yeah, to life.
3: Brilliant. Read the really, books, take them there. That's really interesting. Now, why don't you sit down and read them one of those boring, badly written, old-fashioned no, books?
6: No, no, We've read them all. I think Kath could make any book sound interesting, because she can do all the voices. Hi, Ava. Exactly. Ava
3: Anyway, Mav says That list has annoyed me Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is the best children's book And probably in the top ten all-time books It's better than To Kill a Mockingbird mm. Stephen St Albans Ian, I had a really nice full English At home all, no, I had a really nice full English All home produced, good show, keep it up Or you could had it over To the Cat and Kelly show
6: Good idea oh, yeah, okay.
3: I'll, I'll, I, I'll had it over, I Thanks I'm going to had it over that's the, that's the level of your fans. They want me to had it over. Oh, is this
5: listening to you first. Yeah. Oh,
3: 8459 4555. Five. Don't sit back all smugly and then pick up your coffee and have a little sup. Oh, some days I love my job. Oh, yeah. Oh, you have a job? Wow. Now, a play warning 12 uh, to 15-year-olds about the risks of being sexually exploited is being shown in schools across Hertfordshire. Chelsea's choice is based on the real-life experiences of victims and, according to its director, is a great way to address a difficult subject. But is it too late once they're 12? Fleur Strong is from the charity Parents Against Child Sexual Exploitation. Morning, Fleur. Good morning, Ian. Do, Do initiatives like this actually help abuse from happening?
20: Yes, I'd say they are. Uh, Chelsea's Choice is a really good play, and it's targeting just the right age group, which is starting up from about 12 to 15. So I think the fact that it's going on in Hertfordshire is a really good idea.
3: I'm an old man, Flair, but I remember um, being at school, and when we were told we had a play coming in, that meant DOS. Do, do young people sit and pay attention?
20: I think they do. The play's really short, it's about 30 minutes, Okay. but um, it's, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's based on a true story, it's based on someone who's about their age, about uh, 13, and um, it's done really, really quickly, so it keeps their attention, the, the pace of the play, and uh, I think it shocks people as well, so it keeps them engrossed, so it's not quite the same as watching television when perhaps, you know, we were the same same age. What, what, are,
3: what, are the th- what are the themes? What are kind of the key points in this production?
20: I think the key points really for Chelsea's Choice is um, trying to get through to people who are really quite young what a healthy relationship looks like. So you know, when someone comes to you and uh, you know, the concept of dating and uh, um, that first boyfriend or girlfriend, trying to explain to them what they should be looking for, and if if there's any concern, if it's a much older person, that they really shouldn't be going down that path. It's a concept of choices, so which choice would you make if you were put in that position? Because I think the problem about this type of abuse is that uh, it's very difficult, if you're young, to recognise what a dangerous situation you're getting yourself into. Are
3: young people in abusive relationships likely to recognise that they're being exploited. Surely, you know, oh he loves me, oh she loves me. You know, they they won't necessarily realise that they're in danger.
20: Absolutely correct, Ian. I mean, one of the things that we experience is that we still have young people who, even when the people who've abused them have gone through the court system, uh, these young people still think that they're in love with them and still think that there's a relationship. Uh, It's really, really difficult to believe believe and understand sometimes as an adult. Um, But the grooming process is so complete. It's like a form of brainwashing. And most people might think, oh, that won't happen to my child. It wouldn't happen to my kid. Um, But it does happen and it's a risk that as parents we do need to understand and be aware.
3: Is there anything parents can do? Because I remember my mum hated my first girlfriend so that made me more attracted to my first girlfriend and the the young people tend to to rebel against the suggestions or warnings of their parents, don't they?
20: Well, it's one of those ones which we often do within training. It's, it's understanding the difference between what we've all experienced, which is what you might call a stroppy teenager um, or someone who's, you know, growing up and challenging boundaries. But this is completely different, and it's, it's because it's a sort of combination of factors but missing from home skiving from school coming home with gifts coming home drunk Uh, it's like a build-up of a change in character in your child or behavior that you feel is wrong and often as a parent you will be the first one who recognizes that something isn't right and um, it can also be through social media and Um, No, it is different from having your first boyfriend or first girlfriend. Fleur, it's an important
3: message. Let's hope it it, it gets through as as much as it can. I appreciate your time. Fleur Strong from the charity Parents Against Child Sexual Exploitation.
2: Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: Hi, Ava, with everything that she was saying. Ava. the big squeeze, and we haven't got to the story yet, and H- Hannah Furness, I want to find out more about this Hannah Furness, and I want to um, d- d- take her out and buy her a, a, a cream tea, because this really is excellent writing. We've not even got to the second sentence yet. It's
5: a bit of rubbish story, though, isn't it? Women well, wearing their shoes too small. Does it? Well, is it?
3: Is, is it, it, though? Is,
5: is, it a, it, is it? Yes. Is it?
3: Yes, it is. It's a potential time bomb. There's a shoe time feet. bomb. There's a foot time bomb ticking away right underneath you. No, there isn't. The big squeeze. Nine in ten women choose shoes that do not fit. Wonderful first sentence from Hannah Furness here. Here we go. As Cinderella's hapless sisters would av- Ava. They weren't
5: hapless, they knew exactly what they were doing. As Cinderella's all knowing
3: sisters would Ava, squeezing into the wrong size shoes is no easy feat. Great, great gag. But apparently. That is exactly what British women are doing, as the average foot size increases, opting for shoes that are too small to conform to a social ideal that celebrates petite, dainty feet. During the past four decades, the average British foot has increased by two shoe sizes. Research by the College of Podiatry suggests and I over with that research. The
5: increase... Do you know why... F- Sorry, what... <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I'm interested towing.
3: Okay. The increase caused by people becoming heavier and taller. So if you're heavier, do you have bigger feet? The fat people M- have Maybe it big- makes your feet spread. Squ- squash it out. Okay. It means a typical woman is now a size six. Ah, oh, you're typical. In many ways. Up from four. while well, men have jumped from size eight to ten. The college says a person's foot... Oh, look, here we go. The college said a person's foot also increases in width during their lifetime if they put on weight as it splays to give more support. Splayed feet. I'll be honest, her writing, the, the, she peaked at the first it, sentence.
5: Yeah, she lost it. Uh,
3: she
5: started talking
3: nonsense. Yeah. She, she, uh, Hannah, I'm, I'm going to retract the invitation of a cream tea, if that's all I right, love, because the first sentence was wonderful. Yeah, you kind of peaked. And I think I think a lot of my listeners would aver with me on that.
5: Anyway, why why do they care? Who's saying this? If we're going to go and get our feet measured every time we go like children. Is that what they're saying? I'm
3: going to move to Spain.
5: Well, you could you could.
3: I'm going I don't to. That's a like,
5: question. Though. I don't think you'd like it very much.
3: I would love it there. Lager lager. <laughs> oh, that's not strange. Tell me the
5: news. I got a bad case. He's of loving, loving you. Magaluf. Got a bad case of Magaluf. Nope.
3: Anyway, uh, the the new Queen of Spain is hot.
6: Andy Peters has got buff. He has. He's been working out. He's been buff for a long time. GMTV Britain. Oh, for goodness sake.
3: Europe tells Britain to increase taxes. Bring it on Europe, apart from Spain, where I'm kind of keen to do whatever those guys over there say. Um, The Guardian. Uh, They've opted for a picture of the uh, King Juan Carlos and his son. They've not put a picture of the Queen, which I think is a mistake. Um, and other stuff. The Independent, Andy Murray, um, with a lo- really long neck.
5: Hasn't he got a long neck? Yeah, it helps with the tennis. It
3: do- would do, wouldn't it? Judge prevents May saying. All the news today is really, really boring. If I'm completely honest.
5: Apart from that one from Kirsty Olsop who said something a bit uh,
3: controversial. Oh no, no, no! The Sun has got a good one. Here we go. Sumo baby boom. Aww. Sumo baby boom. Fat kids. Dramatic rise in 12-pound newborns. Britain's obesity epidemic has sparked a rise in heavyweight sumo babies.
5: Yeah, a rise, but most of the kids that were born around the time my children were were sort of five, six-pounders. I had big babies, so they thought, at eight pounds. Is this true
3: that it doesn't matter what the size of the baby is? They kind of, it, 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 they all kind of come out... It, 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 it wouldn't make that much difference... On,
5: it smarts either way.
3: It's going to smart either way, and it doesn't smart any more. £12 to £8 doesn't smart much more, because Unless they kind c- of con-
5: contract. Well, it's difficult to know, because having not had a range of different-sized babies, and I don't want to try that experiment. It was quite bad would enough there was Would I you had. not
3: do that for the show? Would you not go and get pregnant by a fat man?
6: Uh, I don't think that makes you have big babies. <laughs> i don't think that's Was it It's an experiment so you, you we want to try it so we would have you... to have a range of differently sized children and say yeah that's more if that you're a fat man same. if
3: you're a fat man and you'd like to <laughs> try an experiment with us
5: <laughs> stop it
3: 0845
5: but you're making it sound like it's going to be kind of you know your, your eye exam that you have Better. Hmm? Worse. The An same. Exam.
3: You can turn your papers over now. What color are our eyes? Is <laughs> that oh, more no.
5: or less? Or just the same? Yes. The same. It still really hurts.
3: All right, Catherine, Now oh, we, we know you're a woman. Calm down. Oh eight four five nine four double
4: five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs.
2: BBC Three Counties Radio. At the
8: Black Cat Roundabout, the A1 Southbound is queuing. Also, on the speed sensors in King's Langley, the A41 very heavy going as you head towards the M25. The M25 itself, anti clockwise, very slow between junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. Also, got some delays between junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. On public transport, London Overground have no trains running between Wilsdon Junction and Shepherds Bush because of overhead wire problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio.
4: Across beds, hearts and bugs.
2: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. A Buckinghamshire mother says she's been informing police about her son who's joined a terrorist group in Somalia. Sally Evans from Woburn Green says she's afraid 24-year-old Thomas will become a suicide bomber. House prices rose by over 11% in the 12 months to May, according to figures released this morning by the Nationwide. It's the fastest rise since 2007, with an average house price of over £186,000. And to play warning children about the risks of being sexually Exploited is being shown in schools across Hertfordshire. The drama called Chelsea's Choice is aimed at 12 to 15 year olds. Three county sports.
2: BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: Luton are set to sign Welling striker Ross Lafayette, according to his club. Welling say they're disappointed at what they describe as a U-turn by the striker who had agreed a new one-year deal. 27-year-old Lafayette scored 16 goals for Welling last season, including one against Luton on Easter Saturday. Steve Nitch of transfer listed striker Lucas Akins. The 25-year-old has been at the Lamex Stadium for two seasons. Borough chairman Phil Wallace says Akins wants to move despite being under contract. England midfielder Frank Lampard has confirmed he will leave Chelsea See this summer after 13 years at Stamford Bridge, Lampard has 16 offers to consider but won't make a decision until after the World Cup. Meanwhile, his England teammate Adam Lallana has told Southampton he wants to leave. Lallana has been linked with a move to Liverpool. Andy Murray is through to the quarterfinals of the French Open after beating Spain's Fernando Verdasco in straight sets. He'll play the Frenchman Gael Monfils in the last eight tomorrow.
13: Tough match. I mean, he obviously plays, you know, I think in the Grand Slams he's played his best tennis here by far. He loves playing in front of a big crowd. He's a great athlete. Maybe the best we've had in tennis.
0: At the Hockey World Cup in Holland, England's men beat India 2-1 with the last-minute winner. Today, England's women take on China. Zoe Shipperley, who plays for Buckingham, is in the squad for the first time.
1: I'm still learning all about them. They're still trying to get to know me. Um, yes, yeah, so spending time with them is great. I mean, going away to... Bremen, and then um, even just going to San Diego, and you know, in January that or February that was amazing, just to actually get to meet people, and you know, in a, in a slightly social aspect as well as just actually on the on the
0: pitch. And England's cricketers play the fifth and deciding One Day International against Sri Lanka at Edgbaston. The day-night match starts at two o'clock. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at eight. Call 08459
2: 455 four double five five double five.
0: BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: Catherine, well, it's been very, very nice working with you. We did a, we had a good run. And well, you just, did. Keep, keep in touch, won't you?
5: No. Traf. Oh, what's happened? <laughs> no, don't say. Don't. I'm
3: not going to. I'm not going. We to We got
5: away with it. We we're talking about getting away with things, just weren't we? W-
3: weren't we just? Degree. Pe- oh, blimey, Pete. Turn your radio off. I haven't got it on. Well, but t- go off speakerphone. It's off. Oh dear. Go turn off
9: the, goodbye. Your speaker
6: down.
11: Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh,
6: Aww.
9: no, Pete. Just, Pete. just turn it down. Turn
3: your speaker off.
9: Hang on. Oh, His
6: hand's free, isn't it? So it's well, how's that?
3: Rubbish. Go, still... get, no, sort him out. I can't talk to him Shall like I
6: find out what you wanted I to say? I can't talk him, to you know. Know. when you're like this. I,
3: yeah, you, you recount it, Kelly. You talk to him now and recount. Right. Um, I can't talk to him like that.
6: Pete? Pete?
5: I can even hear it through oh, my Yeah, head. I know. Oh, he said
6: he's going
5: to delete it. Delete what? I don't know.
6: Oh, hello? What are you doing, Pete? 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 Pete, what's
5: happening, Pete? Pete. Pete? Pete.
6: Pete. Pedigree Pete. He's just gone silent down the line.
3: Well, should we assume that he's gone?
6: No, wait, Pete.
9: Oh, flipping heck.
6: Hello? Alright, let's try this. Have a, have a try of this. Pete!
9: Yes, hello! No!
3: Ah. He's gone. Pete's gone. He's had. It. He's had his. He's had it. No, he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. He's had his chance. He's had his chance. Don't be like that. Well, this is. I, I, look, let's be honest, guys. This is not great radio. Me watching oh, Kelly right, trying to sort out okay. the Larson effect. Oh, sorry. Don't you know what the Larson effect is? Yeah, feedback. It's the proper term for feedback.
5: Well, I'm glad we shared that. Feedback's a lot quicker, though, isn't it?
3: Yeah, Just but that. the Larson effect is a great name for a band.
5: I thought that he was the guy that did the Far Side.
3: Oh, la, 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 the Far Side used to be funny, yeah. isn't it?
5: Yeah, I had a, a far side a day calendar. What, what,
3: um, what you say to your cat? You're a naughty cat. Get off the bed. Stop pooing everywhere. What your cat hears is.
9: That's like
6: A conversation between us two. I think
3: that's my cat's getting ready to die. What? Yeah, I think Why? she's getting ready to die. Um,
6: digging a grave. She's writing a will.
3: Well, she's not moved for a week. <laughs> no, she's not. She's just got, she's sitting on the step outside. She never sits on the step outside, and she's spending all day asleep on the step outside. I think she's slowing it down. She's getting ready to check out. And can I just say, boys and girls, when um, my cat does die, I'm taking a month off. I'm taking. She's been with me longer than my yeah. wife, than my children, and my sanity and sobriety. I'm I'm taking a month off to commemorate the passing of my cats. So she's
5: revving up for that. Yep. You're revving up for a month off.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Something like that. Kels.
6: Pete's back
5: and better than ever. Hey, Pete. Hello, my friend. Oh, Pete! 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 Pete!
3: Pete! 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 Pete. <laughs> Sorry about that. You are going to get a slapped bottom, Pete. Yeah. Now, that's who right, would you yeah. like to who would you like to administer the slapped bottom? It's a choice between Kelly, Catherine, myself, or or the mystery slapper. I'll
19: go for all four. You can't. You... Okay, we'll... I'm to get slapped, I want to get slapped properly.
3: We'll, we'll start with the mystery slapper. That's, of course, political correspondent Paul Scoyne. Oh, that'll do, yeah. That'll do not. He's got a very firm hand.
19: <laughs> Pete, what you got? Now, listen. This morning... I came down because I'm an early start. I came down this morning.
21: Yeah.
19: Went in, and had a cup of tea.
21: Yeah.
19: I looked over. All right. And my cat, it's a fur, was really tangled. Sorry. A fur. Is that correct?
9: The word. Say, say it, do it again, please? do it
3: again, do it again. This is the new, yeah. the new word, aver. And I'm, I'm going right. to tweet. I'm actually going to tweet Hannah Furness in a little bit and congratulate her on the first sentence of her story. I'm going to do right, it. Like, so I go on. I was sitting having a cup of tea
9: this morning on the settee and
3: I looked across at my cat. Yeah. And it's a fur, it was really tangled. No, no, I see what you've done there, Pete. No, it's not, it's, <laughs> a, it's not, no. Not, fur, it's fur. I, is it, did we really spend 10 minutes trying to get you on air for that? Yes. Goodbye. Have we got no quality control here? Ladies, have we got no um, have we got no way of um, t- you know finding out what they want to say before they come on. I think
5: you made a ver point.
3: Um, not doing puns. I hate puns. So puns are I. So, so rubbish.
6: Am I. I put on what I get.
3: Well, can we get so, better than that?
6: Yeah, if you if you um, give out the number.
3: I'm Not going to. I wait four
6: five nine four double five five
15: double
3: five. Okay, let's have a little look at uh, the front but now the Daily Mail. And the Daily Express. Well, uh, Well, there's, a, there's a, a court case we can't talk about on the front page of the Daily Mail. But mum who killed her baby can't be deported because of her human right to family life. What? What? A foreign nurse who force-fed her baby to death What? cannot be deported because it would breach her right to a family life. The Ghanaian woman won her right to stay in Britain under controversial human rights laws and even though the 33-year-old was named in the widely reported court case that saw her jailed, she's now been granted anonymity. Oh, there you go. It's controversial, the old uh, thing. Daily Express. Oh, the Express are loving... What's it called? Uh, Prior Deluge. They're loving Prior Deluge at the moment. Why? Because Maddy, radar hunt for clues. British police start dig on land just 300 yards from the kidnap scene. At last, they've been um, writing about this for the last seven years, having virtually nothing to say. Now the Daily Express actually has something to say about the Madeleine McCann case. The hunt for clues to find Madeleine McCann gathered pace yesterday as British detectives began work on Portuguese soil. Officers with spades and ground penetrating radar moved in on wasteland 300 yards from where the apartment where Madeleine was staying... when she Would radar pick up anything? I'm looking to you, Catherine, as though you're some kind of technical guru. I know you're not, but is radar going to pick up anything so late in the day? Isn't that
5: just the same thing as sort of geophys? On time, team.
3: It's not quite geocaching, I don't think.
5: No, not that. Geophysics. What, I don't know what, what that means. So you can scan, can't you, and see whether there is something interrupting the flow of the earth.
3: And what, it pops up, does it?
5: You'd be able to see an outline of something that would be um, a, a newer addition. Wouldn't it be amazing? I think, I think, I don't know.
3: Wouldn't it be amazing if, uh, in the next few weeks, the mystery was solved? Wouldn't that be incredible?
5: It could do. I think it would finally give her parents
3: some peace. It would be awful. It would give, give her parents some peace from the flipping idiots on Twitter. Who ki- I got into this last time you mentioned it. All the idiots that go, ah, oh, it's a conspiracy. The McCann's killed her. It's a conspiracy. Look at the evidence. Cl- you click on link. You get taken to a really bad website that looks like it was made on geocities in the 1990s. Oh, that's the evidence. you've got. the evidence you've got, is it? Some really un- unpleasant people on Twitter, aren't they? People who are who, uh, 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 maddie conspiracists and e-cigarette smokers. A trucker drove watching the telly. A lorry driver was stopped after driving for at least 20 miles along a motorway while watching a film yesterday.
5: Oh, what? this is after the Skype conversation. After though.
3: the Skype conversation. After the woman reading a book at the weekend. Worried motorists called cops after spotting his HGV swaying across the road as he appeared to view a portable DV. I was once in a minibus. It was for, what was it? It was for a job, and we were driving from Manchester to Birmingham. And the driver... Uh, there were screens, like, throughout the minibus, but also the driver could see the screen in front of him. And he was obsessed with... It's a very weird thing for a driver to be obsessed with. He was obsessed with Shania Twain. And all through the journey, he was putting on Shania Twain... Concert DVDs and and kind of watching them. Oh, and I tell you what, Kels, that certainly didn't impress me very much.
6: Ha, <laughs> Kath, you don't get it, do you? Yeah, of course I do. <laughs> of that song that she sings. Yeah,
3: that doesn't impress me very much.
6: <laughs> 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 so you're Brad Pitt.
3: Who cares, man? Not me. I am Shania Twain. She's quite famous in her own right. I nearly kissed her once. Did
5: you? Officers, she
3: ran. Officers traced the truck and found him still watching a movie
5: This stuff's been going on for years It's just that people didn't take pictures of it
3: Well, it's not been going on for years, mate Because this technology hasn't existed for years well, It's only I in the mean, last six months Well, people doing
5: stupid stuff I remember driving in front of a bloke in a white van Who was quite clearly re- eating his butties And uh, reading
6: a book off his steering wheel Some people are such good multitaskers now, aren't they?
3: It doesn't say, and Andy Crick, the, I'm really picking up on journalists today because I'm just thinking I might go into, I might, I might do that as a career. Uh, he doesn't mention what the film was, and I think that is. Give us a call. What no, film? No, 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 bit of fun. Please don't do this.
6: Hey, bit of fun. Do what this.
3: film could a Turkish truck driver have been watching? So there you got a Turkish man, a truck, truck. driver. He's on the motorway. He's driving a lorry. I'll throw in. Um, what? One in convoy. <laughs> oh wait, four, what's five, nine. Where
6: that man is the trucker and he only sees his feet, his legs.
3: Oh, um, oh, um, uh, F- Fury, fuel, feud, um, uh, Vim vendors. Oh, what's? The, I know the one. It's a Steven Spielberg film. Yeah, it's good. Uh, uh, F- fuel. Oh, what do you feud? What's the film? I'm Can't. not sure because even if you say it, I don't know Live
6: if I'll know it. Like 8459 455 four double five
3: five double five is the phone number.
6: What was the name of that Please. film? Please, someone
5: tell me when this will stop.
3: And he's driving the truck. He's driving the car.
5: Promise me and if I stuck it out for driver. six months, you'd give me a promotion. Me. And it's There's been longer the than the that. With well, it feels that way. It's. And
6: um, when? Below the when? You can
3: only see his feet and then he goes off the edge of a When will pit? you deliver me from this? Um, What is it called? I'm it's. Giving so truckers. It is. Uh, Love. The uh, Cafe. Can't think of it. If anyone knows, 08459 455 555.
5: Kath, you got Sense. any ideas? <sighs> what the film's called? Anything with kebab Windsor. What? Turkish. <laughs> what
3: bit racist, mate. We're having a little bit of fun it here.
6: On Who's this? Nina. Nina! Hi! Nina?
3: The film you're thinking of is Duel. Duel! Yes, uh, Nina! Uh, that would be a great film for a Turkish truck driver seriously. to be watching while he's driving on the motorway, oh. wouldn't it?
18: Put
5: me back on,
18: on the news. Around his face. Exactly. <laughs> it film to Better than Kebabish, be which I think Not. Catherine
3: suggested. That's a terrible idea for a film. I say it's a little bit offensive to call, to call a film Kebabish. Excellent stuff, <laughs> Nina. Thank you very much, Nina. You're welcome. Ta-ra, there we go. You see, it was dual, Catherine. So, oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. A little bit of fun. Uh, name some films that a Turkish truck driver could be watching while he's driving along a motorway in a truck. I aver uh, that's going to be a great phone in, guys.
6: Bueller. <laughs>
3: Travel news for beds,
4: cards, and bugs.
2: BBC Three Counties Radio.
8: On the speed sensors, the A1M southbound looking very heavy between junction 8 for Hitchin and 7 for Stevenage. Also the M25 anti-clockwise slow going between junction 20 for Kings Langley and 16 for the M40. M1 London bound, heavy between Junction 10 for Luton and 9 for Redbourne. And on public transport, Southern have trains not running at the moment between Clapham Junction and Milton Keynes because of overhead wire problems between Wilsdon Junction and Shepherds Bush. That's also affecting London overground where there are no trains between Wilsdon Junction and Shepherds Bush. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: Thank you, Alice. 7.46. It's Tuesday the 3rd of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A Buckinghamshire mother says she has been informing police about her son, who's joined a terrorist group in Somalia. Sally Evans from Woburn Green says she's afraid 24-year-old Thomas will become a suicide bomber. House prices rose by over 11% in the 12 months to May. That's according to figures released this morning by the Nationwide Building Society. And a play warning children about the risks of being sexual exploited is being shown in schools across Hertfordshire. The drama called Chelsea's Choice is aimed at 12 to 15 years. Coming up a bench. Find out more. It's a very significant bench. Find out more after the weather with Kate. Beds,
17: hearts and bucks weather.
4: BBC Three Counties Radio.
17: Good morning. It's another cloudy start to the day. One or two scattered showers around as well. It's not all doom and gloom though. We should get some brightness, some breaks in the cloud. The sun will come through but in turn later on this afternoon that could spark off one or two heavy showers. Still going to feel quite warm though throughout the course of the day. The maximum temperature later on could get up to 18, maybe even 19 Celsius if we get any decent breaks in the cloud. Overnight we'll still have one or two showers at first but then we'll get a dry spell. It's not going to last for too long. It will quite quickly be replaced by Some more persistent rain, which is wriggling its way towards us from the continent overnight. Minimum temperature 11 Celsius, 52 degrees in Fahrenheit. By dawn, we're all going to be uh, enjoying this wet weather and it's not going too far tomorrow. It's a rather wet, cloudy and chilly day. It's certainly going to feel markedly cooler than it has done for the last few days. Maximum temperature struggling up to around 15, maybe 16 Celsius if we're lucky. Tomorrow evening, it will start to clear and then by Thursday, we should see some sunshine again. That's your forecast. Thank you
22: Every weekday morning. My show's called The JVS Show. Nine o'clock in the morning on BBC Three Counties Radio.
2: Jonathan Vernon-Smith.
22: I deal with the consumer problems that affect people all over beds, hearts and bucks.
16: And I said, well, I didn't come all this way to be looking at a broken down hotel.
22: Those companies, those councils, those organisations that are letting people down. This
19: guy turned around and said to me that they're not prepared to pay me. And I said, so you're forcing me to take action. And he said, good luck and put the phone down on me.
22: I get my teeth into
19: them.
20: Oh, Jonathan, I'll start. Crying, so we don't know
22: what to do. Deal with them and hopefully get results for you, the consumers. And it
20: got
2: so convoluted, I thought there's only one person can sort this out. The JVS show on BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties now. Radio.
3: Here's a nice story. Can we do a nice story for a change? Yes, let's. I like this a lot. A walk in the park led to a brilliant surprise for one Hertfordshire man recently. Gary Nichols lost his dad, John, four years ago. John was a Second World War veteran who lived in Rickwinsworth for most of his life. Well, thanks to the thoughtfulness of Gary's family and friends, there'll be a lasting reminder of him for many years to come. Morning, Gary. Good morning, Ian. Tell us
14: what happened. Um... I was uh, out with my wife on the Sunday walking down towards Rickmansworth and uh, we came down Scotts Hill for those of you that know Rickmansworth and at the bottom is an area called Fortune Common and walking along I didn't know where we were going I knew a surprise was planned for me and uh, got along there saw my brother-in-law up ahead unusual but no you know carried on next thing uh, my sister-in-law pops out from under a tree nearby Uh and then my cousin and my nephew, and another niece, and a nephew. Um, And then I noticed a bench next to the tree, which... Had been arranged in secret by my wife Susie in memory of my father John. A
3: hey, fantastic complete surprise. I listen. One of my great uh, hobby is perhaps too strong a word, but whenever I'm in a park or in a f- woods or something, and there there are benches with little dedications to people, I always stop and read them. And you kind of wonder why you know who these people were and what they were. You you, you didn't know this was happening at all, did you, Gary? Not at all. No, not a close. No, no. There's a, there's, I'm assuming there's an inscription or something on there.
14: Yeah, yeah. The bench says um, John Nichols. Uh, a twin, seventh son, youngest of 13, a very lucky man. A
3: fan. And, was, he, was, and was, he was. Was he a seventh son? You're supposed to be lucky
14: if you're a seventh it son, is, aren't you? It is, yes. I think it was a combination of all those, the 13th, the seventh son and the twin, and he was a very lucky man all his life.
3: Fantastic. Uh, and was this spot particularly
14: special to, to Dad? Um, yes, it was. Yeah, Dad Dad lived, lived all his life in Rickmansworth, and he worked for Rickmansworth Council and then Three Rivers, and the tree that I mentioned, he actually planted that back oh. in the early 50s. Um, one of the first jobs he did when he was, was, at, the, was at the council. Um, and so the, and the bench is right next to his tree, which is, which is perfect. Have you, have you got kids, Gary? No, we haven't, oh, OK, no.
3: but, but this, this is going to be something that's going to be there, you know, for, forever, that people are going to see and, 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 you know, have a little think about when they sit down on it.
14: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
3: Your dad was a bit of a hero, was he, in the Second World War?
14: Um, well, he was in the Second World War, yeah. They he were was all came. heroes. Well, what was his heroes. job? Um, he was an infantryman, um, North Africa, Italy, and then up into Europe and occupied Germany. Yeah. Um, And all, all, all seven of his brothers went to the Second World War and all seven came back. Hey, well, they, 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 they,
3: not many people were lucky enough to get those odds.
14: No, no, not at all. What do you reckon Dad would have made of the bench? He would have been hugely proud of it, yeah. say, he was a Rickmansworth man all his life, um, and because he worked for the council he, he, he i mean he planted a tree, he did a lot of other landscaping and things that, that made a mark on Rickmansworth, and then to have this as a as a new local landmark, if you like um, in his honor would, he would have been hugely proud oh. and the, and the fact that it's been in the press as well, you know, he liked all that
3: sort of thing. He, he was a little bit of a show-off, was he? He <laughs> was a little Good. bit, yeah. Good for him. Well, listen, I, 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 we, we've been trying to get this story on for ages, and I, I love this story. I think it's such a nice thing. And, you know, what a lovely wife and family you've got, Gary, to, to do something like that.
14: Yeah, it was very special. It was I mean it was a complete surprise that Susie'd gone to all that trouble. I mean she'd been planning this since August last year because these things don't happen quickly. No. Um, and then for the family to be there as well was was just a, a perfect perfect surprise. Well,
3: you're v- you're very lucky to have a wife like that, Gary. And uh, I am, enjoy I am. that bench for many years to come, won't you? Thank you very much. Thank Ian. you very much. What a nice story. I like stories like that. I really do. And I'm I'm really pleased we got to speak to Gary because we've been Kicking this story around for ages, Uh, and I do like benches. I'm a big fan. I know, I know. It doesn't it sound sad, Uh, but benches in parks always will have a little read of the inscription. Here's something: I got a bench for my wife for her birthday. Right, Uh, it's in Highgate Woods in North London. Right, and it does take takes ages to sort out, and you have to kind of go around, and there weren't many benches left, and I found a really nice bench overlooking the cricket thing. But then you have to write the little plaque, the inscription. It's so hard to write it for someone who's alive, right? And I can't remember what it says. I've got a picture of it somewhere. It says something like, um, "To a a wonderful wife and a loving mother, we will always love you." That kind of thing. And it's got me and the the boys' names, right? And a friend of mine was at the bench, and there was a couple sat on the bench, and she overheard them saying, "Oh, isn't it sad? Oh, she was a mum as well. They thought she was dead." There's no way of writing those things for someone who's alive, you know, and um, making it sound like they're alive. But it, we did the same thing. It was her birthday, I think it was a birthday present, and the boys and I took her out for a picnic, and we went and sat by this bench, and we we're having a picnic on the bench and near the bench. And then uh, the eldest went, Mum, have a look, have a look at the bench, and it was, you know, there's a plaque on and stuff. And
5: uh, oh, that's really sweet.
3: Not, what a nice thing to do. I'm a big fan of benches. I'm not such a big fan of um, uh, Peers.
5: Why? Why don't you like a pier? Well,
3: quite often you get people by a board on a pier, don't they? What do they call it? A plank? A plank on a pier. Do you know what I mean? A bit of decking sort of thing. A bit of decking on a pier. Mm -hmm. Um, Because piers are in great danger of, I don't know, being swept away by the sea. Who cares about a pier? And you'll look down and say, this bit of decking belongs to Margaret Hodgson. She used to love, you know, walking on a pier. I know her. Really? Yeah. Or this bit of this bit, this plank is owned by Steve Roundtree. He used to love, you know, standing on this bit oh, of. I know
5: him as well. Wow. Yeah. I've got a, um, a bit of the Globe Theatre. I've got a brick. A brick? Yeah.
3: How many bricks have The men- new
5: globe, the Shakespeare's globe. Uh,
3: where, does it have your name on it?
5: Yeah, p- apparently. I don't know. <laughs> have you not been to see it? How am I going to find a brick? Do <laughs> oh! so they not give you a map? Well, my parents got it. I don't know what. Got. There are some it's nice some things. Sort of certificate. There are
3: some nice things to get. So, a bench, yeah. A bench, yes. A seat in a theater. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'd love a seat in a theater. Does that
5: mean you get first dibs on it every time? No. Oh.
3: But you you can yeah, you can turn up and say, "Oi, out." out. Get, I don't care if she, she's she's in a wheelchair. Embarrassing, but this is my name. Uh the planks on piers are no good. A something that is rubbish. Don't ever buy me a star. Really, yeah, we are the yeah can, can, uh, cancel that order we are the star space academy council, and we are selling you this star it 'll be yours forever for only ninety nine ninety prove it who are you You're not God. you 're not gods you don 't have the right to sell me a star
5: show me the flag
3: on it get, get take me to the star, get me the star, let me touch the star, otherwise touch that. Mm. Uh, James has called in for a little bit of fun. Uh, Great story in the paper about a Turkish trucker who was caught uh, watching a movie whilst driving along the motorway. No one was killed. Uh, We're asking, what what films could this trucker have been watching? James, what have you got for us, mate? I was kind of thinking he might have been watching uh, Maximum Overdrive. I don't know if you've seen that before, but you've got to have done it for classic... A maximum Overdrive. Yeah, Emilio Estevez, oh. in the 80s, Oh yes, where the trucks take over and they're taken over by aliens. I've never seen this film, but it's, it, does, no. it does sound awesome. Maximum Overdrive. Yeah, you've got to watch it now. Is Emilio fantastic. Estevez still alive? He is. Yes. Why is I'm his film career not? Re- yeah, why isn't his film? Why isn't he one of the biggest? He was great, Emilio Estevez. He was fantastic back it, in the day in the eighties. Re- I think he was very popular. He was a really strong actor because he's Charlie Sheen's brother, isn't he? <laughs> no
5: yes he is he is really yeah
3: emilio estevez i never is... knew that yeah i know uh emilio <coughs> estevez you're right Kath. Yep. emilio estevez is charlie sheen's brother why
6: well, have
3: they got different names different dads. Different, different mums in
6: it different mums isn't it
3: james Can excellent ahead suggestion ahead? thank you very much it's indeed right. i ava with his uh his suggestion there if you want to give us a call for um movies that are turk <laughs> he's turkish He's driving a truck, he's on the motorway, he's watching a movie. What could he have watched? I've gone for Convoy. Um, 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 turking nine to five.
6: Is
5: this really happening?
6: Going back to Charlie Sheen, Yes. they'd yeah, have really the same happening. surname, though, if they had the same dad.
3: Not necessarily.
6: What if they're not married? What if one son didn't want to live off his dad?
3: Oh. But what if both did? And do?
5: They don't know.
6: Do they? Charlie Sheen, give us a call. 8459 um, Actually, uh, best
5: not. Best not. Best not. Emilio. Motorway
3: yes. Madness. Is that a film? <clears throat> um, the Cannonball Run. Yeah, I love that. Yours. Oh eight four. It's just a bit of fun. Oh, now You can text them in as well. 81, you know, you know how to get in touch. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
2: BBC Three Counties
8: Radio. <laughs> In Stoke Poges, Farthing Green Lane is closed between Church Lane and Wexham Street after an accident. On the speed sensors in Wendover, the A413, as you head towards Ellsbury, very slow going as you pass the station. At the Black Cat Roundabout, all approaches looking very congested at the moment. And also on the M25, anti-clockwise things still struggling between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 16 for the M40. On public transport... Oh, oh, oh! oh.
3: I'm so sorry, Alice. What's happened? Smokey and the Bandit, one and two. Yeah? Yes. Okay. sorry.
8: That's fine. Um, Public transport, southern and London overground. Trains not running at the moment between Clapham Junction and uh, Wembley Central because of overhead wire problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: Smokey and the Bandit, one and indeed two. He could have been watching that. A little bit of fun this morning. We're uh, just playing around, doing something a little bit bit crazy, a bit dangerous. Trucking films that could be watched whilst you're driving a truck. Don't actually watch them. That's illegal.
2: Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks.
3: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, mother's fears after son joins terrorist group, another rise in house prices and drivers failing to move over for ambulances. BBC Three Counties Radio. A Buckinghamshire mother says she's been informing police about her son who's joined a terrorist group in Somalia. Sally Evans from Woburn Green says she's afraid 24-year-old Thomas will become a suicide bomber. In April, a national campaign was launched urging women to report male relatives planning to go abroad to commit terrorism... Zafar Khan chairs Luton Council of Faiths.
19: This particular mother may be much more articulate than perhaps most average Muslim mothers. But um, I I think the question is how empowered and how informed and how articulate uh, people are in order to ensure that, uh, you know, that they are able to uh, perhaps influence movements of their children.
0: House prices rose by over 11% in the 12 months to May, according to figures released this morning by the Nationwide. It's the fastest rise since 2007 but the Society's chief economist, Robert Gardner, says there are signs of a slowdown apart from in the capital. Certainly when you look at the level of activity, there's nothing to suggest that things are uh, you know, overheating in, in that
3: sense. It's different if you look at uh, price growth in certain parts of the country, uh, in particular London, clearly, where house prices are rising uh, much quicker than the national average.
0: Police say a man stabbed in a mass brawl in Dunstable in the early hours of Saturday morning was extremely lucky. The 24-year-old needed surgery, but the weapon used did not cause serious injury. The fight involved 30 to 40 people in Eleanor's Cross at about 1:45 a.m. Bedfordshire Police are urging anyone involved to come forward with information. One and a half million pounds is to be spent on a new car park at the Luton and Dunstable Hospital. Work is due to begin next Monday. The two-story building should be finished by September. Paramedics in this region a warning that patients' lives could be put at risk because of bad driving. Mobile phone use, blaring music and a general lack of awareness is being blamed. As ambulance staff say, despite the sirens and flashing lights, many drivers just don't get out of the way. Dean Jay is a paramedic with the East of England service. Generally, every run we see a bad example or a few bad examples, but obviously during, during rush hour when people have to be at a place at a given time... That tends to be the worst examples. A play warning children about the risks of being sexually exploited is being shown in schools across Hertfordshire. The drama, called Chelsea's Choice, is aimed at 12 to 15 year olds and based on the real life experiences of victims. The play also tackles online grooming. Sean McGrath is the creator and director.
12: It's about showing the the sort of uh, the manipulation that she goes through and how complex that that manipulation is to end up with her looking as if she has given consent to this thing, whereas in real fact she hasn't.
0: In sport, Luton are set to sign Welling striker Ross Lafayette, according to his club, and Stevenage of transfer listed striker Lucas Aikins. The 25 year old has been at the Lamex Stadium for two seasons. The weather, sunny intervals, but with scattered showers, which could be heavy and thundery, a maximum temperature 18 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties.
2: See Three Counties Radio's big tour of Beds, Hearts and Bucks.
10: If you're wondering, you'll see all those characters around from time to time.
2: And all this week, we're featuring Stony Stratford. It's got that feel of a real community. It's not an estate, so it's got kind of the history. It's all about where you live.
13: Been here 25 years. Can't see why I would want to move.
2: The Big Tour of Beds, Hearts and Bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: Oh boy, you really are jumping in with your eyes wide open into this uh, movies. The Tur- here's, here's the setup, okay? It's a Turkish truck driver driving up the motorway, watching a movie. What films could it have been? Not literally, what films could it have been? That will be almost impossible to guess. What fun films could it have been? No one was injured, don't worry. Let's...
6: Uncle Truck.
3: No, they've got to be real films. I don't want pun titles for goodness' sakes, All right, go away and think again. Yes. Months. Kath? Kath?
5: Really? We doing this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dri- I don't know, driving Miss Daisy or something. <laughs> yeah, she's in, she's in.
3: Getting some great suggestions from you guys, the listener. And let's be honest, that's what it's all about. I've got some fantastic listeners. We'll do those in a bit. Coming up, though, slightly more serious things. Mum calls for her extremist son to be captured before he kills or is killed. Well, and lots of other bits and pieces. It's a busy show. If you want to give me a call, 08459 455
2: 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks.
4: This
3: is BBC Three Counties Radio. Don't approve of um, bad language. Don't approve of bad language, Catherine. No. No. Why? You've, you've sent me a thing. You normally send me a message saying updated texts. You've said updated testes. I don't really approve. Oh,
5: sorry, that was a typo. Yeah. Just a little bit. How do you spell testes? Texas. Texas. T-X-E-S. Oh, right. Yeah. There's a.
3: Texas. Right. Yeah, thanks very much. Uh, he could have just been watching a trailer, says Ron. <laughs> Ron. <laughs> yeah, Ron is great. We should get Ron in one day. We should. Liz and Hitchin says, this is brilliant. The Turkish driver could be watching chicken run
5: why why sorry It's
3: (laughs) a good one to read Turkish truckers whilst watching the movie could he be listening to anything by Paul Ankara probably yeah well that's a whole different phone in what music could he be listening to he's watching a film KM Milton Keane says nothing to do with trucks it's in the name the jerk well that's just rude Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the uh, telephone number. We'll get on to your Ava text a little bit later on. Yeah, that's right. If you've only just tuned in, we've learnt a new word today. It's a ver. A Buckinghamshire mother says she'd rather see her son in prison in Britain than dead fighting for Islamists abroad. Sally Evans from Woburn Green thought her son was studying Arabic in Egypt when she discovered he joined the terrorist group Al-Shabaab in Somalia. When she found that out, she called the authorities. Professor Anthony Gleese is director of the Centre for Security and Intelligence Studies at the University of Buckingham. Joins you on the line now. Good morning, Anthony. Good morning. Uh, what do you think about what Mrs Evans has done? She's, she's gone to the police. She's gone to the press. It, it must have been a big thing for her. It must have been a
10: big thing for her. It's exemplary behaviour, and people should take careful note of what she's done. Sally Evans is a very brave woman, but she's also acting as every mother of every British jihadist should act there's an epidemic in this country of young British Muslims wanting to do jihad. It's, it's, uh, I, don't, I don't mean to be funny at all, but it's become, for some, a kind of gap year enterprise. Uh, you, you go abroad to fight jihad. Uh, this um, um, Mrs. Uh, Evans's son, who, who of course changed his name to Agu Habu Hakim, went off to Somalia and one of 50 or so people we know who's gone to Somalia. But at least 200 and probably 400 people from the UK have actually gone to do jihad in Syria. So we can see we're talking here about uh, almost a 1,000 people who are involved in this kind of thing. And yes, unless their mums and dads notify the police, these people will either end up in jail, because it's a criminal offence in the UK to take part in terrorist operations, or end up killed.
3: There was a campaign launched in April, wasn't there, Anthony, urging women to report male relatives that were planning to go abroad to, to become terrorists. Do we think that's working?
10: Well, I, I, I'm i not in a position to say whether it is working or not as far as members of the Muslim community are concerned. Of course, Sally Evans was not a Muslim. Her son converted to Islam. And uh, what I felt when the police talked about getting Muslim mums to go to uh, and report to them was that it was unlikely to happen given the way in which Muslim families operate that is to say that the women are very much frequently in the thrall of the men and it's the men who take the decisions but we shouldn't imagine that the only people who are Muslims are people who come from a kind of Asian, South Asian, East Asian cultural background and where you have converts or Reverts, as uh, the Muslims call them, you will have perfectly ordinary British mums and dads, as in the case of Sally Evans. And there, clearly, this is, this is working. And after all, the alternatives, a prison sentence, possibly not a very long prison sentence, or death in some foreign field, which is preferable.
3: Why, what are these young people... I'm assuming it's primarily young people. What are they looking for? What, what, what are they, how do they go from, you know, being, in inverted commas, normal, to, to wanting to go off to Syria and Sudan and all these places and, and get involved in a holy war?
10: Well, they're, they're they're told to do so. They're brainwashed, and uh, in in this particular case, it was we're told a small Islamic centre in Woburn Green, which is where uh, this chappie learned how good it would be to go off on jihad. Uh, his mother said he, he got depressed after he broke up with his girlfriend, he turned to Islam, he then went to this radical centre and came into contact with people who seemed to have been in contact with others who had already taken part in terrorist offences. This is absolutely normal. If we were having this conversation 10 years ago, much of this would be speculation and a mystery. Today, we know so much more about the process of radicalization. It doesn't just happen. It doesn't just happen by people looking at a computer screen. They've got to be brainwashed. They've got to meet people. What's more, we know there are groups out there like the Islamic Education and Research Association who, who last year got almost a million pounds from an unnamed donor to allow radical and hate preachers to tour campuses and colleges urging young British Muslims to do jihad, and it's a, it is a major security threat.
3: I guess that the, the thing is, if we live in a society that, that has uh, free speech, and I know that there are kind of limitations on that, but but if we assume we have free speech we can't stop those people going on those, those tours and going to colleges and talking to people, can we, or should we?
10: Well, I believe we can. I believe that uh, th- this has nothing to do with free speech and everything to do with incitement to kill. And as I, I said earlier, it is a crime to be involved in terrorist offences, whether in the UK or overseas. And I, I think people in, in this country have got to do something to stop education being used as a tool to brainwash young british people and you know we're not only seeing it at campuses and colleges islamic centers in in our prisons uh, we're seeing it now uh, as uh, the news from birmingham reminds us all the time we're seeing it in our schools as well this is a deliberate policy by some to use education whether it's free schools or as in the case of birmingham so the taxpayer funded schools to get young impressionable minds to listen to radical uh, preachers and radical political leaders these aren't people that go themselves necessarily although some of them will have been but they incite others to go and it has got to be stopped
3: professor thank you very much fascinating stuff professor anthony Glees, director of the center for security and intelligence studies at the university of buckingham Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. We, uh We've been having a bit of fun this morning, and uh, I hope you've been uh, enjoying the laughs and the giggles with us as well. Graham's on the line. Graham, you want to join us in a little giggle? What have you got for us?
20: Good morning. Um, you're asking about Martin Sheen and Charlie Sheen and Emilia Estevez. Yes. Martin Sheen was born Martin Estevez. He changed his name to Sheen. uh, Charlie decided to stay with the Sheen name, but Emilio decided not to trade on the family success and uh, went by his own way.
3: So when did Martin Estevez become Martin Sheen?
20: Um, When he first started getting into acting. Oh, I did. He was told he needed a better name. I did not know that. Hmm. Uh, Do do we know where um,
3: Emilio is these days? Because I I I kind of miss him. I don't know. I've not heard of, heard of him for a long time. He made some good movies in the 80s, and then sort of... He made one, I think, where he was a bin man. I don't remember that one. No, he did. I, can't, I can remember the picture of the, the the VHS video cover. Graham, thank you very much for that. There's a little uh, insight into the uh, the fickle world of Hollywood. Um, Leslie's on the line. Morning, Leslie.
20: Good
3: morning. You up for a little bit of a giggle this morning? Oh, absolutely. Let's yeah, um, it. Go on, then. What have you got? What have you got,
20: Leslie? Road games. Sorry. H- have you ever seen the
3: film
9: Road Games?
3: Road games. Road games with Stacy Keach and Jamie
9: Lee Curtis. Oh. He's a. He, he's not a truck driver, but he drives a truck. Like whoa, whoa! And Leslie, like, you blow my mind. That, he's not. That, a, what, he, that's in the film. He's not like, a truck driver, but he safe, drives a truck. He just happens to drive a truck. Yeah. And he's Beautiful. driving along making comments about other people is, you know, in, on the road and he realises he's caught, caught onto a serial killer.
3: Oh, blimey. Well, you certainly wouldn't want Stacey Keats driving a truck. I think he was a little bit um, a little bit heavy-handed with the booze. Oh, well, he's all right. He's sober in the film. Good, Well, good for him, Leslie. Excellent suggestion, thank you. Robert's on the line. Robert, what, what giggles have you got for us this morning?
20: Yeah, I had a Turkish track driver. Yeah, go on.
3: I've
16: been watching... Eastern Promises that's a gangster film and I'm saying Eastern Promises because uh, the old Turkish Delight advert was full of Eastern Promises uh,
6: hey, hey, yes
3: you lot are much faster than me this morning Kath yeah,
6: good one what about Iron Van Glen's not puns
3: Kelly not puns
6: nomination Street
3: no, Glenn's on the line Glenn you've got time to squeeze you in before uh, the travel go on make, make, uh, make Alice giggle well,
23: I don't know, because
14: I would have said... I only picked up this just briefly before I left Northampton. Oh. Uh, drive to Mad Max. Sorry? Well, the film's Mad Max, if I was a driver. Uh, I'd no. be watching Mad Max. They've have got, you not seen Mad
10: Max? They've got cars in them, haven't they? Yes, and they've also got heavy goods vehicles.
3: They have that drive tankers of fuel. It's a very bleak vision of the future, isn't it? The Mad Max films, Glenn. Yes, i think good film, Very, good very good film, and I think it's certainly we can all learn lessons from that. That we are going to end up with uh, Tina Turner in a basque in the desert, unless we are very, very careful. Kelly,
6: Sure, Tank Redemption. No puns. Forest bomb.
3: That's a that's a pun.
6: Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Truck.
3: Right. That's just right. You are no. <laughs> Travel news for beds,
4: cards, and bugs.
2: BBC Three Counties Radio.
8: On the speed sensors at the Clophill roundabout, all approaches looking congested at the moment. Also in King's Langley, the A41 is queuing from the Hemel Hempstead turn off to the M25. The M25 itself, anti clockwise, slow going between junction 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40. On public transport, Southern have trains not running between Clapham Junction and Milton Keynes Central. Also London Overground, trains not running between Wilsden Junction and Shepherds Bush because of an overhead wire problem. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: Alice, thank you very much indeed. Don't think we made Alice uh, giggle there, but she is um, she's quite miserable. Having met her for the last couple of weeks, I think we know she's uh, not really a giggling type, is she? 8:17. It's Tuesday, the third of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A Buckinghamshire mother says she's been informing police about her son who's joined a terrorist group in Somalia. Sally Evans from Woburn Green says she's afraid 24-year-old Thomas will become a suicide bomber. House prices rose by over 11% in the 12 months to May. That's according to figures released this morning by the Nationwide Building Society. And a play warning children about the risks of being sexually exploited is being shown in schools across Hertfordshire. The drama, called Chelsea's Choice, is aimed at 12 to
2: 15-year-olds. BBC Three Counties Radio. Roberto
10: Peroni Gardeners wanting to rid their spring flower beds of snails can ditch the beer traps and eggshells and instead develop a strong throwing arm instead Weekdays from three I don't
0: think there's any ethical dilemma about throwing them as opposed to killing them It's clearly better
10: to throw them Hertfordshire police are warning drivers to take extra precautions with their vehicles following a rise in the number of cars stolen using specialised hacking equipment Two thirds of teachers say poor writing has prevented them giving the marks a student truly deserves
2: Roberto Peroni I do the animal
11: stories. I also do the space stories, apparently.
2: Weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. Of
3: course. uh, And thank you to Carpet Martin for updating me on this. The uh, film where uh, Emilio Estevez, uh, Emilio Estevez, uh, played a bin man, was, of course, Men at Work. And who else did it star? Charlie Estevez. Yeah? Are you thinking of ones, Kath?
6: What about the silence of the van?
3: No, that is a pun.
6: Casablanca?
3: I not even that's not even a pun! Car? On to something a little bit more uh, significant, I think. All this week, we're commemorating the 100th anniversary of the First World War. In partnership with Imperial War Museums, the BBC has been looking at how local lives were affected in a project called World War I at home. A month after the conflict started, HMS Pathfinder became the first... Oh, I haven't got the audio in for this. Could we find the audio, please, for uh, for this? I mean, if I'm doing the introduction, it's probably best that we, we uh, play the audio that Tara Gungafal has uh, spent so much time uh, creating and editing and putting together. By the way, Tara, thumbs up for all of your uh, excellent work that you've done in this. Uh, a month after the conflict started, HMS Pathfinder became the first British ship to be sunk by a German U-boat. It was captured by Francis Martin Leek from Hertfordshire. It's an interesting name when you're talking about submarines, Leek. Tara Fall has been looking at what happened with the help of a letter that he wrote to his mother.
11: My dear Mama, since my last to you, these blighters have caught us with the submarine, with very disastrous results, as you will... Francis Martin today. Leake was an Edwardian naval officer. He joined the Navy
13: in the Victorian era. He rose to be a full captain early in the 20th century. His promotion is quick, so he's a very good professional officer... My name is Andrew Lambert. I'm the Lawton Professor of Naval History at King's College, London.
2: Francis Martin Leake, who came from Highcross in Hertfordshire, was the captain of HMS Pathfinder. She was a small, light cruiser out on patrol off the east coast of Scotland, looking for German vessels, particularly submarines. But at 3.45 on the afternoon of the 5th of September 1914, one spotted her first.
11: I started a bolt to see what it was. The torpedo got us in our forward magazine and evidently sent this up, thereby killing everyone forward. Her upper deck was flushed... The
13: bond between a captain and his crew will be a close one. Uh, He'd been in command of the ship for long enough to to know the crew personally. It's a crew of about 300 men. He would have known them all. They're only 20-odd survivors.
11: I found one of the sailors with me had a broken leg. This prevented propelling our oars to where more wood was. So I swam away to a more plentiful supply and met a meat safe. I knocked the end out of this, and was busy at the other end when I snuffed out for a time. On recovery, I found myself being well-rubbed with rum in a bunk on TB28. Sorry to have inflicted so much self on you, but there's little else. Mail going, nurse coming, so must close up. Your affectionate son, M. Leek. It's the letter of a man who's, who's suffered quite a reverse, but is
13: taking it on the chin and is is certainly determined to come back and and carry on
2: he did and was later awarded an order of distinguished service for his part in the sinking of sms leopard in 1917 and he ended his naval career as a vice admiral he died in 1928 and is buried in hertfordshire at st john's parish church in high cross close to his family home at marshall's which is now owned by nicky thompson
1: I believe that um, this is possibly the link the house still has with Francis. Part of a shell casing taken from uh, the SMS Baden. There's a plaque actually on it which goes on to say that it was surrendered together with the entire German high seas fleet. I think it says 21st of November 1918.
13: The naval shell in the back garden will have been brought to the house by Francis Martin Leake. He was the chief of staff of the home fleet at the time... So, having started the war literally in the drink, ends on top, and he brings something home with him when he leaves the sea, and he puts it in the back garden to remind him of what an adventurous and interesting war he's had, and that, of course, the Royal Navy won.
3: If you'd like to find out more about our local stories from World War I at home, then click on bbc.co.uk slash one the number one. You'll be able to see and hear how World War I changed life in beds, hearts and bucks, and find hundreds more stories from across the UK.
2: Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Great
3: story in the. Uh, we're getting more and more of these stories, aren't we? Um, about idiots driving like plums. Idiots driving like plums. We had a woman re- reading a book the other day on the, the M1. We had someone on Skype. We've all seen women doing the makeup and men having a shave, a dry shave. They're have a bowl of water on their lap, are they? That would be ridiculous. Well, this morning there's a story. Trucker drove watching telly. More motorway madness. A lorry driver was stopped after driving for at least 20 miles along a motorway while watching a film yesterday. Worried motorists called cops after spot- spotting his HGV swaying across the road. Now, he's Turkish. He's driving along the M1, so it's kind of local. Uh, we don't know what the film was. What film... Do you think he was watching? John uh, Porter has emailed in. I bet the Turkish truck driver was watching Joyride. Great film. Never seen it. You're, I get the feeling, and tell me if I'm wrong, I am getting the feeling, Catherine, that you're not... You're not feeling involved... Because well,
5: no, I've distanced myself from this whole thing.
3: Okay, yeah. that's, that's honestly. Yeah, that's the feeling. You've distanced yourself from this whole thing yeah. because you can't think of any.
6: Because it's lazy, cheap.
5: Because you can't
3: rubbish. think of any film titles.
6: American Beauty. I'm, I'm just e- saying
3: things with car in I'm e- I know. You I'm, did this. No, I did. car
6: face. You, you. That's actually not bad. Buns Labyrinth.
3: That's quite good. But yep, not but puns. Fans. I don't like puns. The elephant
6: van? OK. The Mighty Trucks one. She's
5: still going. I know. And I'm Mighty getting this on Trucks Twitter. Too. Yeah, yeah. OK, it's fun. so
6: this is I a little... You just or leave light the fader open and this is why you'll see
5: it's uh, getting to me a little bit. She's got another one. What was that one you just said? Mighty Trucks, Trucks what?
6: Mighty Trucks one. One and two, she suggested. Mighty Trucks two. Don't
3: like... I don't, I, I, the the, the van, What was the van one?
6: Oh, I've got loads. Vans, Labyrinth? Yeah, that was quite Labyrinth good,
3: one. but I don't like puns. Do you like
6: the elephant
3: van? No, not so much. The I the think that's van. a little bit offensive. He was, you know, he's disabled. You've done those Paul, Paul Biggleswade's on the <laughs> line Morning Paul <laughs> oh, tell, uh, can tell Grumpy Cass to light up We're having a little bit of fun well, I
10: oh. think you should lighten up Sorry, me? I think, I think Ian, you should lighten we should up We're having a what's bit wrong? of fun uh, what's, what's wrong with the um, elephant van I thought that was very funny No, we're
3: not doing you,
16: We're not doing puns huh. Puns is cheats
10: Ah. Puns can is no funs. Can I give you um, speed one and two? <laughs>
3: oh. oh, yes, you can, sir. Yes, you can. You get salute for that.
16: Have I struck radio
3: goals? You sir? have struck. A, it's a bit fun. I'm kind of thinking, Paul, uh, that maybe we need to do something like this every morning. Uh, yeah, I think so. You he guess gets, what it is, it's like a little mind bender. It's bending your mind. It's just getting you those uh, those grey cells just working a little bit harder first thing in the morning than well, perhaps uh, they would the, be normally. A little bit of exercise, mental exercise. A little yeah. bit of mental exercise. And by that, I don't mean running around in a tracksuit, w- w- waving a knife, stabbing dogs. I mean wow. thinking. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What? That was quite a good image. Paul, anything? Hey, Paul, here we go. Here we go. This oh, is this is fun. You're going to tax me now. Aren't I'm going to tax you. I'm going to tax your brain, okay? Oh, yeah. So, we just did a story from World War I. A bloke called Mr. No. Oh. <laughs> no. A bloke called Mr. Leak. No. Right. He works for the Navy and he's called Mr. Leak. I was wondering if you could think of any other inappropriate names for certain jobs. <laughs> Put you on the spot there. I know, I know. All uh, right. Torpedo. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't have to be Navy-based. Could be anything. Um, f- uh, OK. Steve, don't rise for uh, a baker. And uh, Martin, uh, Martin Crash for a taxi driver names be, better if they're real ones uh, inappropriate names for certain jobs the opposite of what leak, Navy what what's that all about S- did somebody call a meeting guys you'd think they'd get the CV and they say he's not having any of that no but they didn't and he turned out to be a hero uh, 08459 455 555 Leslie's on the line good morning Leslie uh, good morning Ian uh, what would you like to say madam I know what um, movie that guy were watching what, what, what movie were he watching
20: he was watching Convoy Hello.
3: I said convoy, Leslie. Convoy. Yeah, I said convoy, Leslie.
20: Uh. which is, I think Christopher, Christi- Christopher, Christopher, Christofan's, something like that. Who? Christopher, Christopher, Chris, Christopher. His name was Christopher something, I thought, not his name. The, the film came out um, early 80s, I think, or late 70s.
16: What was his name again?
20: Christopher, Christopher, Christopher,
16: Christopher, uh, I just cannot remember his name. Christopher Lee? Well. No, not Christopher Lee. Christopher, Christopher Biggins. an English guy. Christopher Biggins. No, Christopher, Chris Christopher, um, someone out there may remember his name. I got the
3: Christopher. What was the surname? Um, Lily Crap? No. Um, someone will call in with his full name. I forgot his full name. Leslie, thank you. You've done half the job. Well done. And finally, Jeff, what would you like to say? Uh,
10: yeah, inappropriate name. Uh, My dentist was called Maxwell F.W. Twist and was known as Max Twist.
3: Because he twists the tooth to get it out.
10: Well, who knows? But uh, I
4: thought it was the most inappropriate name for a dentist. He was a pretty good man, though. Fair play. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs.
2: BBC Three Counties
8: Radio. The A1M southbound, slow going between Junction 8 for Hitchin and 6 for Wellin. Also on the speed sensors in Luton, the airport way is queuing as you head towards the Kidney Wood roundabout and head for the motorway. In Kings Langley, queues on the A41 from the Hemel Hempstead turn off as you approach the M25. And on public transport, Southern have disruption between Clapham Junction and Milton Keynes Central. They're hoping lines will fully reopen around nine o'clock. And also London Overground, severe delays between Wilson Junction and Shepherds Bush. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice? Yes.
3: Imagine having, if your dentist was called, I don't know what your dentist's name is, I I don't need to know it, (laughs) uh, but imagine if your dentist was called Max Twist. How would that make you feel? It would be
8: ridiculous. (laughs) It would be be so
22: bonkers. Max
4: Twist. Across beds, hearts and bugs.
2: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley, a Buckinghamshire mother, says she's been informing police about her son who has joined a terrorist group in Somalia. Sally Evans from Woburn Green says she's afraid 24-year-old Thomas will become a suicide bomber. House prices rose by over 11% in the 12 months to May, according to figures released this morning by the Nationwide Building Society. And paramedics in this region are warning that patients' lives could be put at risk because of bad driving, mobile phone use, blaring music and a general lack of awareness is being blamed. Luton are set to sign Welling striker Ross Lafayette, according to his club. Welling say they're disappointed, claiming he'd agreed a new one-year deal to stay. 27-year-old Lafayette scored 16 conference goals for Welling last season, including one against Luton on Easter Saturday. Lafayette trying to curl it into the back post and does curl it in. Really good finish. Really good finish from Ross Lafayette. Stevenage of transfer listed striker Lucas Aikins. The 25-year-old has been at the Lamex Stadium for two seasons. Borough chairman Phil Wallace says Aikins Wants to move despite being under contract. England midfielder Frank Lampard has confirmed he'll leave Chelsea this summer after 13 years at Stamford Bridge. Lampard has 16 offers to consider, but won't make a decision until after the World Cup. Meanwhile, his England teammate Adam Lallana has told Southampton he wants to leave. Lallana has been linked with a move to Liverpool. England's cricketers play the fifth and deciding One Day International against Sri Lanka at Edgbaston today. The day-night match starts at two o'clock, weather permitting. Here's Pat Murphy. The poor weather forecast suggests Edgbuston will again be bedevilled by rain for an international match. The club's having a bad
22: run in recent years, but if England do win a shortened game, a series victory over a vastly more experienced Sri Lankan side shouldn't be sniffed at. The batting hasn't fired yet, not enough boundaries in the early part of the innings, and although the conditions have favoured bowlers and Lassif Malinga's a remarkable performer at the start and end of an innings, England's batsmen haven't done themselves justice yet as a unit. Joss Butler can't be expected to play every time as sensationally as he did at Lords on Saturday.
0: And Andy Murray is through to the quarter-finals of the French Open after beating Spain's Fernando Vadasco in straight sets. He'll play the Frenchman Gael Monfils in the last eight tomorrow. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, the next full bulletin is at nine.
2: Call 08459
3: 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio.
2: Good morning. Good morning.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Jonathan Vernon Smith has joined me in the studio. Having, you've had a nice haircut. I have I'm had a nice haircut. I'm having a cheeky little haircut tomorrow. Shall I tell you a funny story about my haircut? Um, you've got time? Let's just like, Ladies, ladies. Yeah. Have we got time for Jonathan's story about haircuts? Have we got plenty of Sorry calls coming breathe. in? No,
6: we've always got time to hear. about well, well, just—I
3: we're if very. It's
5: b- going to stop us from having any more rubbish puns. Then we then are yes.
3: very, very busy with um, people calling in with film titles that this uh, Turkish trucker might have been watching while he was driving <laughs> up the M1. <NY, laughs> yes, having a lot of fun. We're also <laughs> getting How some. How can I help? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're we're also getting in. some uh, emails on inappropriate job names. Can I read you one? Yeah. Um, Ian is emailed in. My doctor's, my mum's doctor is called Doctor Payne. Really, Doctor Payne? (laughs) Because that's what you want him to get rid of, Doctor Payne. Oh uh, eight four five nine four double five five. I think we've got time for your story, Jonathan. Well, I, I can only tell a little bit of it. Cause oh. Some of it I can't tell. Is it filthy?
22: But uh, I was sitting in the in the barber's chair yesterday. Yeah. And this chap came in.
3: Yeah.
22: Um, it was a little bit peculiar. Yeah, they are in a nice way though, yeah. but a little bit peculiar. And uh, he sat down and uh, he he asked for a number one all over. He was about 50, this chap, and he haircut. had a full head of hair. Yeah. And he said, Can I have a, a number one, please? So the barber said, Are you sure you want a number one? It's very short. He said, Yeah, I really want a number one. So he had a num- number one all over. And he's sitting there and he said to the chap, He said, I like the feel of that on my head. I like the feel of the trailer. So, so the barber's out. okay. Anyway, suddenly his head flops forward and he started snoring. He fell asleep in the barber's chair. <laughs> really? Yes, and I got the giggles. Yeah, you would. And my barber who's called Ali, he got the the giggles
3: as well.
20: (laughs) This chap was asleep in the barber's chair.
3: I find getting my hair cut one of the most stressful things ever. Really? My shoulders tense. You have to have conversation. You have to talk. I just want it over and done with. He fell asleep. He he was fast asleep. When I left, he was still asleep. Could you not wake him up? Well, they were trying to, because when he got out
22: there, you know when they get out the the little yeah. trimmers where they do all round the, you know, neat and off round the back of your neck yeah, and yeah, do yeah. all round your sideburns? Yeah. They, they're they quite loud, yeah. those ones. So he got he got that out and it was, <clears throat> and still this chap was fast asleep wow. and he was doing
3: all round the back of his wow. neck. You ought respect that. You're, 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 I'm guessing if your barber's called Ali Baba, mm. he, he's Turkish, is he? Uh, he's from Kurdistan. Oh, okay. Is it is it customary in the Kurdistan barbers to do the thing where they set fire to your ears? <laughs> Have you seen that? <laughs> Have you seen? <laughs> they that They do what? Have you? you you've seen that, haven't you? Never They've never done it to me. No. Well, you. They should. I've do. heard go, tell go. of the singeing. The Turkish, <laughs> the Turkish barbers. They, yeah. Do you want your hair sir? Uh, your ears, you go, yeah, okay. And what they do is they get, um, like they put like a little. B- I don't know exactly how they've done it. That Are would
5: they- be dangerous with some fellas because you'd get a bushfire. They
3: it? put a little bit of like p- a petrol, lighter fluid on your ear, and they kind of throw a match at it, and it goes, oh, and it burns all the hair off off your ears. Honestly, this actually happens. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. If you've ever had it done, I'm tempted? I've no, I've never had that done. Okay, just maybe you should consider it. Now it's. Uh, a slow news day today. Let's be honest. But you found <laughs> yes. good, you've
22: got a good story. Well, I hope we found a good story yeah, for you, you today from nine. Uh, have you seen this the, in the papers today? This family. Uh, They're called the, the Prudham family. Okay. Uh, they've been in the papers several times. They've just done an exclusive interview yep. with Closer Magazine. Okay. Yep. Yep. Uh, And the Prudham family, they're quite a large family. I'll live with you. A mother of nine who lives on benefits has attracted criticism this week after photos emerged of her and her family playing on the beach in Menorca. Cheryl Prudham and her husband Rob, who are expecting another two children in September, they're reported to have spent £7,000 on this trip... And they've told journalists that they don't feel bad about using taxpayers' money. On her Facebook page this weekend, Cheryl wrote, Still getting haters, sending me abusive messages, reality check, keep getting told I should be ashamed, well I'm not. Gosh. A week ago, mother of two, Deirdre Kelly from the Channel 4 programme Benefit Street was pictured downing drinks in Magaluf, despite being on long-term out-of-work benefit for depression. Well, from nine this morning, I want your views. When you read stories like this, when you see... I mean, look at the size of the family. That's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a nine. Nine, they're nine and they're, and she's expecting twins? Gosh. Which will mean another £1,400, I gather, a year yep. in child benefit for the extra two children yep. she's now going to be getting. Well, do pictures of the Pratham family on holiday, do they make you want to limit child benefit? Do you think when you see these, these families that are getting bigger and bigger and bigger... They've got a five-bedroom council house, this family. They've been given this five-bedroom council house. Um, They're getting all this benefit. Uh, The newspaper is suggesting that the benefit totals... uh, Well, the the monthly income is £33,500 for this family.
3: The annual income.
22: Yes, Yes, the annual income. Well, I want to hear from you today. Do pictures of the Prudham family on holiday make you want to limit child benefit? There are many people who, for a long time, have felt that our child benefit rules are encouraging some people to have children that, frankly, they can't afford. Yes, some people do think that. Do you agree with that? I'd like your views from Mm -hmm. 9 this morning on 08459 455 555.
2: is Ian Lee.
4: On
3: BBC Three Counties Radio. This is good. This is good, Catherine. Now, this is good. Judy will be there in a second, right? Um, Carpet Martin on Twitter, he's prefaced this with, this is genuinely true, which means it's probably genuinely true, OK? <gasps> I went to see a downstairs doctor privately. Oh. I had the choice of two consultants.
5: No, 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 no.
3: Sorry? I don't believe this. I believe this. <laughs> <laughs> Miss... <laughs> No. <laughs> don't you believe this?
5: No, I think it's just his way of getting you to say something dodgy.
3: I don't think it's... I think it's genuine. Mr Bellringer or Mr Ramwell?
5: Next text. Uh, next tweet. I chose Mr Ramwell. <laughs>
3: Judy's in Lee grave Morning, Judy. Good morning. How are you? I'm uh, having a giggle this morning, Judy. There's no, that's not a crime. If it's a crime, then shoot me. <laughs> no,
1: I think it's good. Um, yes, my father, who's a doctor, actually worked with an anaesthetist. Oh yeah. Called Mr. Reckless.
3: Oh, oh no,
7: that really?
9: Absolutely true. I've met him. Mr. Yeah. Reckless. Yes.
3: Yes. You would think that at some point he'd go, mm, this name, I'm pe- I'm, people are entrusting their lives with me. I might change this to Mr Jones or something.
1: Something
3: like that would be better, yes. <laughs> Judy, th- excellent stuff. Thank you very much. Was he, was he reckless at all? Uh,
1: not to my knowledge. I'm glad he wasn't there when I
3: was having my tonsils out there. Yeah, <laughs> blimey. Judy, thank you very much. I miss the good old... Uh, Lino's kind of got the idea but we we want real doctors or real people's names hey says Lino what if your doctor was called doctor I will kill you while you sleep that sort of thing it, it, that's it but real ones but don't just make them up because <laughs> that doesn't <laughs> is that
6: a little cheeky smile I see Hiya, Kat Peter,
3: Kat's got a little cheeky smile going doesn't she <laughs> girls yeah I think she's
6: enjoying it oh, she I
3: think she's, she's enjoying this dance a little bit more
6: what about Anchor Van sorry Anchor van. No, this is the. I ter- do about nothing. I
3: don't want puns.
6: Alan Cartridge and Alpha
9: Karkar. <laughs>
3: Alpha Karkar? Peter. Hi.
9: Good morning. Good morning,
3: Peter. What would you like to have a whinge about?
9: I, as uh, as I always speak up for the needy, really. Yeah. I would like to whinge about the fact that benefits claimants have forever being. If you like battered, but we don't. If we have the same amount of programmes on companies that avoid tax, yeah. then perhaps there would be some sort of balance. Oh, you're calling in about um, uh, uh, what the, the story that Jonathan was talking about, oh, are you? Yes, I did say that when I came on here originally.
3: Well, that's okay. I mean, do you do, will you be phoning in? Because what the thing is, I don't want to take Jonathan's trade. No, I appreciate. I don't that. want to take um, pounds out of his back pocket. <laughs>
9: so I uh, am How are you? Sorry, and how are you going? Are you happy with yourself T- today? Yeah, not really. Oh dear. No, I'm really
3: tired, um, and I'm just feeling a bit down, Peter. To be honest, you joined the whinges, have you? No, I'm not. I wouldn't <laughs> whinge about it. No, no. But listen, no, listen. I'm happy to talk about it. But would if you would you consider phoning Jonathan Vernon Smith to talk about it?
9: Well, yes, I'm going out about quarter to ten, but it's by five. The first
3: 45 minutes of the show is yours then, Peter?
9: Yeah, sure. Can
3: you, um... I don't know if you heard us, we're talking about this truck driver, Turkish truck driver, Yeah. got caught watching a movie whilst driving up the M1, Peter, and I wondered if you could think of what
9: movie it might have been. (laughs) No, 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 that's that's in the lap of the gods, isn't it? I mean, especially as he's a foreign driver, you say?
3: He's a Turkish gentleman, yes. Yeah,
9: well, it will not have been been an English movie, would it? Well, no, I don't
3: mean literally what movie was he watching. Uh, I'm trying to get you to exercise your brain power and maybe come up with a funny movie like uh, Convoy or um, uh, the, uh, uh, The Cannonball Run or Smokey and the
9: Bandits. I would have thought Nowhere near those It'd be something like Salome
3: (laughs) That Peter Excellent, excellent suggestion He could have been watching a series by Carla Lane Carla Motorway Lane Uh, That's not a pun
6: Police Academy Supervan Batvan Iron Van 3 fan of steel
3: no but he could have been watching something, something starring Van Diesel
6: huh
3: yeah yeah new email seriously just I just don't think that Kath is really I jumping d- on board with this
5: completely. can I, I not um, she needs to
3: be paying a bit more attention this is fun we've uh, had more calls you need calls a new cleaner this I do week. that a just day take me than we've had in the entire last month of shows.
5: Program. More text. Told me six weeks. More input. It's been, well, it's been 6 months. It Bit of now bands. we're talking about They like
3: they like fun games Turkish, that kind of get their brains. They like to I don't know being what he was watching. He
5: shouldn't have been watching anything. The
6: mighty Love. Cat.
3: I like the Mighty Truck. I'm not fan of the the, the Kiss. I'm not fan of the puns. That's what about the, the Mighty
6: Trucks too? Kath? Jurassic Truck.
2: Sorry.
6: I just was um I was miles
3: We're doing a show.
6: Miles away, though. She's kind of joining in. Oh, yeah. If
3: that's a film, if we can cross-reference that with a film, then you're in. Green Mile. Boom! Kelly's got one that's not a pun.
4: Travel news for beds, cards and bugs.
3: BBC
8: Three Counties Radio. In Newport-Pagnall, on the speed sensors, the A422 and the A509, both very heavy as you head towards the M1 junction 14. The A1M southbound, very slow between junction 8 for Hitchin and 6 for Wellin. In Kings Langley, we've still got queues on the A41 from the Hemel-Hempstead turn-off towards the M25. And the M25 itself, anti-clockwise, slow going between junction 18 for Chorleywood and 16 for the M40. On public transport, First Capital Connect have services via City Thameslink. May be delayed by up to 15 minutes. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: Alice, thank you very much. I was yawning during that travel. Don't take it personally. Don't take it personally. I had a bad night's sleep. 8.45. It's Tuesday the 3rd of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A Buckinghamshire mother says she's been informing police about her son who's joined a terrorist group in Somalia. Sally Evans from Woburn Green says she's afraid 24-year-old Thomas will become a suicide bomber. House prices rose by over 11% in the 12 months to May. That's according to figures released this morning by the Nationwide Building Society. And paramedics in this region are warning that patients' lives could be put at risk because of bad dry Let's get the weather. Here's uh, Kate.
2: Beds, hearts, and bucks weather.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio. Kate? Kate? Kate! Hello. Uh, We hadn't hadn't flicked your switch. I do apologise. That's okay. Your switch is well and truly (laughs) flicked. Away you
23: go.
17: (laughs) Good morning. Um, It is a rather cloudy start to the day. We've got some outbreaks of rain um, currently making their way through parts of Buckinghamshire, uh, West Hertfordshire and up towards Bedfordshire as well. So just a band of showers, not amounting to too much and it should pass fairly quickly. Behind it, scattered showers, brighter spells, some some sunny intervals as well and that in turn this afternoon could spark one or two potentially quite sharp showers. Still feeling warm, though. Maximum temperature getting up to around 19 Celsius. Overnight tonight, eventually the showers die out. We'll have a brief period of dry weather before it's replaced by thicker cloud and the next onset of rain. Some more persistent rain with some heavy bursts mixed in, moving our way through the early hours of tomorrow morning. Minimum temperature 11 Celsius, 52 degrees in Fahrenheit. As we head into Wednesday, I'm afraid that rain is here to stay at least uh, for tomorrow. A cloudy, wet and chilly chilly day, it's going to feel a lot cooler than it has done of late. The maximum temperature for Wednesday struggling up to 16 Celsius, 61 degrees in Fahrenheit. And that's your forecast. Weekday morning from nine. Good morning, welcome to the JVS
22: show. Your
2: local stories.
22: Have you had to rebuild your life after being a victim of crime? Do you think it's inhumane to keep people in prison for life? Do you think that immigration
14: needs to stop?
2: Your local life.
20: Why do seventy percent of this country feel immigration is wrong?
14: We've actually got an open doors policy.
20: I am just so
8: angry
2: listening to some of them people.
10: What the government are doing? They start introducing American type sentences, like two hundred years in prison.
2: The JVS show. British people are not xenophobic. Weekday mornings from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: We have been sent a link and uh, Mr. Ramwell Dr. Ramwell is actually the name of a downstairs doctor.
5: As is Mr. Bellringer. And very good they look
3: too. I'm sure they're excellent, excellent. Um, In the 80s says Andy, there was a policeman at Hartford Station whose name was PC Bacon. Don't get that. Phil in Hemel says there is a dentist in Aylesbury called Mr Chin. That, that's near your teeth. <laughs> Dave in Sunder Park says... These are names that... Well, they're supposed to be names. <laughs> Come on, this is funny. They're supposed inappropriate job names. Ian, the actual name of the guy in charge of maintenance of canal locks in the three counties... Come on, Lee it's King. It's true, it's true. Lee King. Uh, We've had him on before. I used to go I, I used to go to school with a... Uh, and I've, I've got to be careful how I phrase this, Okay, but this is absolutely true. Primary school, very strong, devout Christian family. Uh, uh, and the daughter was called Fiona King. I used to play cello with her. She was called Fiona King. Her brother was called Wayne.
5: No. I
3: swear to you that's true. Why would true. you do that? And I, it, 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 incredible, isn't it? I
5: think that at certain points the registrar should intervene...
3: My daughter's doctor is called Mr. McClueless, says Annie.
5: You don't want that.
3: Uh, airline pilot, Captain Mark Hazard. <laughs> My friend is Dr. Careless. And then you've just repeated the, um, the, the text there. So, well, I was, they were I was, very funny. I, I, I had the poor, voice had seen... going up because I thought there was more coming and I should have been there, going there
5: down. There is more, there is more. Mike from Bedford had to see a urinary doctor. His name Dr. was... Dr. Weewee. No, Dr. Waterfall
6: the texas chainsaw massacre
3: <laughs> yeah. wow He's such a plum. hey there's a story this is what i meant to talk about i knew there was something serious i meant to oh, talk about oh hang
5: on we've had a, an email from management a, a oh. message from management
3: saying keep this up we love it go on
5: uh, is it the
3: boy uh, boss or the lady boss bo- boy boss oh, okay
5: former archbishop of manila cardinal sin Yay! there you go you see former head teacher mr Meany, police press officer des lawless you're supposed to be the boss
3: Don't... Whoa! Would you shout at at, at, at him in his face like that? I think I might.
2: I think I might. Really, you do that? I think I might today. I don't think you would. I will.
3: I did actually have a serious point I meant to talk about from Six. A serious phone-in.
5: Oh. Now you say.
3: Well, I was just reminded by um, Simon Oxley doing the news at half-past. The emergency (laughs) services... this This is genuinely serious. If you want to call on it, you can. The emergency services have come out. And said that l- less people are moving out of the way when they're blue lighting them, and I know why.
6: Music. Why? Sorry. Music. They've got their music too loud. No. Why?
3: Because if you move, if you cross traffic lights when they're at red to let an emergency vehicle go past, you get you get flash, you get a ticket.
6: That's not the reason. Yeah, it's totally the reason. But also, the some reason. people pull over too early and it causes more of Yeah,
3: bitterness. you've got a time you're pulling over. That's yeah. true. That is true. I'll give you that. Fair point. Well made. Good. Catherine.
5: Thank you. Hazard warning lights on gently move to the side of the road. No, because I don't... No wa- one does it apart from me.
3: No, OK. I indicate and I, I, I pull over. But people will not pull away. 08459 Call me now, I'm right on this. People will not pull away. And I've done it. I've been... Re- if it's an ambulance, I'm more likely to. But for the others, I'm reluctant to go through a red traffic light because I don't want to get a ticket.
5: Do you, Fact. Do you know what I have seen? Go on. People hopping behind them and uh, so they can speed through the Going traffic. through
3: the slipstream. Yeah, I don't like that. I, d- I do not like people who... Um, Use the brake in the traffic for the emergency vehicle to uh, get ahead of me. No, 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 no. We return back to our natural positions. This is That's Britain, everyone. Is. Yeah, for goodness yeah. sake. Not Turkey. Is there
5: anything else or anywhere else.
3: For that matter. But it's definitely not Turkey. I can guarantee that. I aver it's not Turkey. Ava. Did that person want to come on?
6: Um... Uh, it was a funny name. Yeah. But, but the person the- recently died. So we don't really want to say it.
3: Well, I mean, it's what they would have wanted. No.
6: The the surname also contains a swear.
3: Well, come on, guys. If the surname's got a swear in and the person's dead, then we're not hurting anybody.
6: What if the person's family's listening?
3: It's unlikely. I've seen the figures.
6: Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Truck.
3: But it's true, though. You, Catherine, would you go... Th- right, so there's a... Um, OK, let's start in order. There's an ambulance behind you. You're at some traffic lights. The lights are red. You know there's a camera up there. You know if you go through, you're going to get a ticket. Would you do it?
5: I would... I would move over as much as I could. I wouldn't cross the light. Aha! 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 Ah. Ah,
3: you see what I'm saying. My point, exactly. But
5: that's a really complicated example and very rarely no, happens. No, it
3: doesn't. Very rarely happen. It doesn't. If you ever drive in a little place I like to call London, it happens
6: all the flipping ah, time. That's why
5: I don't drive in London.
3: It happens all the time. Honestly, people are reluctant to go through. So you wouldn't. Can you it
6: just appeal the ticket, though? No. Because you, were, you went in that box and it wasn't out of choice. You
3: can't, no, you can't. You, well, you can appeal it. You'll probably lose because there have been cases, there have been examples of this, where people have gone to court with the photographic evidence, sometimes even video evidence. That's the society we live in today. Uh, and they have still got the, to pay the fine. No, Why?
5: I just think people don't stop, full stop. No, they do. They don't know what to do. No, they, they do. Don't stop.
3: I always see people pull off when an ambulance goes past. Some people pull off too early. You've got to. Kelly's right. You've got to tie. You've got
5: to let everyone know you're about to do that, I think. That's the key.
3: I do sometimes wish that there. This is a message to you drivers. Wouldn't it be nice if there was a way of letting other drivers and pedestrians knowing which way you were going to turn? Yeah. Oh, there is. The indicators. Yeah.
5: <laughs> people just don't use them, do they? The indicators.
3: But you've got to time this, and this is a serious point. You've you've got to time. You pull off to perfection when you're in the car, and then you pull back you don't in. Don't
5: spring that stuff on people. No way. Just gently.
3: Oh eight four five nine. But people four, don't, double,
5: don't do it, do they? They don't do it at all.
3: Oh eight four five nine.
6: Four, four double five five, five, five double five five, five five minutes to fill. Fans labyrinth.
3: <laughs> <Stop it. laughs> Kelly, no, we've. I think we've exhausted the Turkish gentleman as much as possible.
6: I really liked Laurination Street.
3: No, it doesn't make it's sense. Not a film. It
6: does. It doesn't make oh, sense. It's not a film. But who's to say he was watching a film and not a, a box set, or a soap, or a trailer? <laughs>
5: Ken says, if you don't get out of the way of police cars after two local cases of drivers ticketed... Oh, no, I don't get out of the way of police cars after two local cases of drivers yep. ticketed for speeding up a little, over 30, to get out of the way faster on a narrow road. Ken in Redbourne. And Julie says, emergency vehicle passage. They should do what rule in the USA. Soon as you're aware and see others pull over immediately, traffic on both sides of the street, unless it's a divided highway.
3: I agree. I that was the rule. If they made it clearer, and if you were fully protected by the law, then boom, I'd be through those red lights like nobody's business. I really would. But, but, it's not, and you get in trouble. Howard's on the line. Morning, Howard. Morning, young man. What would you like to say, boss? Right, this Turkish
14: driver yes, the sir. the
3: film he might have been watching. Go on, go on. Uh, have you heard of the film Midnight Express? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have heard of that. <laughs> that's a... that's, a, that's a, you, you, Well, let's hope none of us ever end up in a Midnight Express scenario, Howard.
10: You know that, mate.
3: <laughs> would you pull... Listen, would you pull through a red light if there was an ambulance behind you? Yes, I would. Even if there was a chance you might get a ticket? Yes. Okay, fire engine? Yes. Police car? Uh... Ah. Ah. Isn't that interesting? Question. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Why? Why the hesitation for the police?
10: Um... I think mainly the police aren't really going to be life saving. If
3: that makes any sense, it, it does make sense. Howard, I'm going to move on. Just because we're running out of time, and the phones have gone mental all of a sudden. I appreciate your input. Tony's in Luton. Yeah. Morning,
23: Tony. Hello, okay, thank you. Bye, bye.
3: <laughs> hello. No, we start the conversation with hello. Hello. Yeah, Tony. Yes.
23: Uh, can I help you? Yeah, no. I was just uh, about the ticket. Yeah, I, uh, cause I was fined for a speeding up for an ambulance. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, I was uh, sent the photograph and all. That, the bottom of the road, the road, you know where the road works are.
3: I do know it very
11: well. Yes.
23: Got behind I speeded it up to get out of the way. There was nowhere to go, and I got a ninety pound, Well, I've here. Uh, and did you get points pounds. as well? Uh, well, I done the uh, course. Oh, like, okay. Uh, pounds, so,
3: did you did you appeal it, Tony? Did you I, go back, going, look, there was an ambulance coming?
23: Yeah, I called them and they said, uh, I sent a photograph, uh, the evidence and the letter and uh, they rejected it to just, I uh, was uh, fine for, as I paid paid 90 pounds.
3: And do you think that that might make you reluctant to I'd do that in do the future?
23: I will never, never do it again. Uh, just uh, go by the rules. That's what they're playing by, so I'll do the same.
3: It's sad, isn't it?
23: Because, it is, Because yeah.
3: You know, I-, I always kind of feel a little bit of civic duty and respect when I'm pulling out of the way for an ambulance or a fire well, engine, but if you're going to get uh, points or, or, or a fine, that doesn't seem fair. Uh,
23: well, I had no choice. I was in the roadworks and there was nowhere to go, yeah. and uh, I thought the best thing to do was to speed up to the them through, but uh, they didn't see it that way. They just rejected it and... It well, cost me so. Well, I just hope the person that done us uh, Rejected I hope they're not in Nandans the next time.
3: Yeah, uh, it sounds like a threat. I'm sure it's not. Thank you very much for that. Sorry, we, I meant to be talking about that since about half past six, Kath. Sorry. I heard that on the way in on Five Live. I thought, well, that would be a good little talkie. Ian. Huh? We had a giggle though, didn't we?
5: Well, uh. Come
3: on. We had a giggle. Kels go. On. Kels Yeah, I'd
6: had a giggle. You had a
3: giggle? Give us one more.
6: Erm, Trucks of the Future.
3: Parts one, two, and three.
4: And three.
6: <laughs>
3: High five, girls.
4: <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
2: BBC Three Counties Radio.
8: On the seed sensors in Bedford, the Branston Way is heavy as you head towards the centre of town from the A421. A1M southbound still looking really slow between junction eight for Hitchin and six for Wellin. In Kings Langley, the A41 queuing from the Hemel-Hempstead turn-off to the M25. And the M25 itself, anti-clockwise, slow between Junction 18 for Chorleywood and 16 for the M40. On public transport, Southern have delays of up to 20 minutes between Clapham Junction and Milton Keynes Central. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three
3: Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much. Tomorrow, well, imagine what your life would be like if you wore the same clothes as your colleagues... And us? Well, it could happen. If you're wearing black shoes, blue jeans, a pink top, and a green coat, we'll see you tomorrow.
2: Local and vocal across beds, hearts, and bucks.
4: This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank
2: you, Ian. Good morning.
22: Welcome to the JVS show. I'm Jonathan Vernon Smith. I can hardly say my own name today. Never mind, it's Tuesday. And coming up on today's Big Phone In,